This is Colin Baker speaking, the sixth doctor. But you, you are the lucky ones because you are traveling the vortex. Traveling the vortex. Have you ever seen a penguin come to tea? When you look at me, a penguin you will see. Penguins, attention! Penguins, begin! Right, Flipper, have you ever seen a penguin come to tea? When you We've joined the Doctor as he travels the vortex and landed episode number 203. And all hail Frobisher. All hail the big talking bird. All hail Frobisher. All hail the big talking bird. How are you guys? All hail... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, hailing I'm Frobisher. apparently uh, hailing Frobisher. I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Oh, no, I dropped a piece of popcorn. Well, then you're not so good. I'm still going to eat it. <laughs> Just make sure you take that hair off of it. I got it. Oh, okay. Five-second roll. Yeah. Do you guys have a good week? Unless it's ice cream, then it's pretty much a goner. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> or at work. Yeah. I spent my week catching up on uh, all of the... Shows that I fell behind on. <laughs> so, didn't really fall behind Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I caught up on Gotham. Well, there wasn't one for the fall. You're right. Behind on. And then I caught up on Arrow. And I think I'm, I, I, in all of that watching, I forgot to watch The Flash last <gasps> week. So, uh, Last week or this week? Well, this week's, yeah. This week's. This week is New Week. Last so. week it wasn't. I thought you'd done a really on. good job of, of staying caught up. It was pretty good until... Until last week. And now I'm caught back up. Because, <laughs> Aside from the flash. Right. Um, and then... Uh, God, not, not much going on. We put up our tree in our family room. So the Christmas tree's up down there. Um, probably pick next weekend for the next tree upstairs. Uh, and then we went over to my parents today. And uh, my sister and her son had gotten me... My mom's decorations down, so we went ahead and put their tree up tonight. Hmm. That's it. That's all I did. Didn't watch anything. I don't think. Nope. I mean, movie-wise. Nope. I didn't do that much either. Stayed caught up on shows. Actually, I'm behind on Constantine. Oh, that's the one I haven't watched. I By an episode. Behind. I'm, I'm, I'm um, now too behind. I never watched last week's, and I didn't watch this week's. I watched the previous week, but I didn't watch it. Didn't you watch? Uh, didn't you guys do it tonight for shows? Yeah, but that was episode two, and I've already seen it. Oh, uh, because you're usually one ahead of them. Well, yeah, two now, right? Two now. I'm thinking of just waiting and just watching with the group now instead. Wow. Although I'm tempted to go ahead and watch it anyways, just in case it gets a little too scary for Sarah. Yeah. I can give her a warning. Not a bad idea. It's it's not it it hasn't become groundbreaking yet. So no, I mean, it's, it's, it's had been some okay. good episodes, yeah. but it's not. It kind of had to repilot. Yeah, a little bit. It did. Um, which is fine. Yeah, didn't do much else. Watched uh, a long way down. What's the long way down? A long way down. What's is a long way down? A movie based off the novel written by Nicholas Horn- Nick Hornsby, Hornby, something like that. In the range. Oh, that's Bruce. Uh, <laughs> same author of About a Boy and High Fidelity. Oh. And it's about these four people. Who go up to the top of London's tallest building on New Year's Eve to jump off. 
and they wind up stopping each other from jumping off and form like this all unlikely. four independently yeah, of each other. They just happen to show up. Yeah, that's gonna be awkward, doesn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't a group thing. It wasn't, no, it wasn't a group freaky. thing. Yeah, uh, I don't think you'd stop each other. <laughs> no. So yeah, they didn't know each other, and so they went up there and ended Side up. Side note: Remind me off mic to tell you guys about our New Year's plans. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and so they I'm would. Go, they, they don't jump. We're off. jumping off the Jayhawk Tower. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I'd want a taller building. <laughs> There's not much down there taller than that. Bank, yeah. The Bank of America building. Bank of America, I think, is taller. Maybe West Star. I don't know well, how tall the, that cap, is. the Capitol Dome, but you don't think you could hit the ground from there. Exactly. You'd hit, <laughs> hit the, the building, building first. Slide. <laughs> Which would be fun for a little bit. For a little while. Not that that wouldn't you, kill you. Until but. you got off the dome. <laughs> Well, they form an unlikely friendship and stay alive. Remember that guy in the Flash, and then in the Flash in the Shadow, that uh, Shiwan Khan convinces to jump off the Empire State Building, and he tumbles. He goes ah, and bounces off the side of the building. <laughs> we're, we're amused by morbid things. It's a it's a really charming movie. Um, <laughs> not the Shadow, a long way down. Well, the Shadow could be the charming. Shadow's very it's charming. charming. Yeah. It's an awesome movie. Uh, it's awesome. I don't know if I call it charming. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, it stars Pierce Brosnan. That's why the I Shadow know that. does not star Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> no, a long way down. Oh, a long way down. Uh, Aaron Paul. I think that's a, Paul Aaron. Aaron Paul. The guy from Breaking Bad. Sure. Uh, I think it's Aaron Paul. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. Tony, Tony Collette. Sam Neill. And uh, Imogen Poots. Well, that's more than four people. Well, he plays Imogen Poots' dad. Oh, oh, oh. Is Sam Neill a bad guy? He's a politician. Oh, he's so good <laughs> as a bad guy. There really isn't a bad guy in it. It's but the, the, the bad guy is death, Sean. Aren't you paying attention? No. It, they, they, they narrowly avoided it. Kind of it's, sounds like gravity really ought to be the bad guy. <laughs> Death is kind of an unexpected consequence of meeting the bad guy. But Being a fan of the book, obviously it wasn't as good. But it was really enjoyable. They, they, they took a lot of shortcuts. Um, spoilers. They what? In a book? No, in the movie. <laughs> I mean, from a book? Yeah. They took um, shortcuts? Get out of here. Did they take liberties? They didn't. Uh, not that I remember. Not too much liberties. Not too much liberties. Just huge chunks gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so if all if the book... Sounds like liberty to me. To me. The, the, it's my liberty to cut this chunk of the book. <laughs> the book essentially follows them for a full year. And you see their relationships grow and develop and become great friendships. This just follows them to Valentine's Day. Sounds like kinda, a good chunk of the <laughs> And then <laughs> picks it back up at the end. There are 365 so days in a year still, right? Yeah. Okay. Last time I checked. So uh, it was that, Sometimes that, 366. It was when we got to Valentine's Day, which was a very nice and very kind of climax of the movie. It was well done. And it was... Oh, that's it? They're not going to go any further? But there's some great stuff that follows. They all shot each other with arrows. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Trying to find love. Yeah, hey, look, we skirted death. Now let's find love. Speaking of, remind me off mic to tell you guys about our Valentine's Day plans. <laughs> <laughs> but for being a morbid topic, um, the the reasonings that each of them have for wanting to jump off the building is rather interesting. And they, you kind of unpeel some layers to the characters in that. In that aspect, cool. And then today, ogres uh, have layers. Ogres do have layers. So does Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> but he's not an ogre. I'm really excited about his new one, um, November Man. That's coming yeah. up. I mean, it's already hit theaters and gone, but it's coming, coming out on DVD. Soon. Coming out on DVD soon. 
He has another one coming out in theater soon, too. I can't remember what, though. I told you guys I watched that other one that he did, didn't I? The um, Love Punch? Is that the name of it? Yes. Yeah, okay. You should told me about it. Pretty sure you talked about it on mic. I probably did. I don't remember. <laughs> Glenn wasn't listening. No. What was the other thing he did? Uh, Audie came over today, and we played some video games, and he wanted to watch Doctor Who. Really? He didn't really pay that close attention. <laughs> but he liked he. we what did, what did you subject him to? Something with Cybermen? No, he liked Santarans. Something with Matt Smith. And so I thought, well, yeah, something with Matt Smith. <laughs> so I thought, okay, well, well there's your Strax problem. is kind of funny. So maybe he'd like Strax. So I thought, uh, Snowman might be a little too scary for him. Let's go. Good Man Goes to War. He kind of paid attention, not really. And then I, he was like, let's watch more with these guys and more of them. So I popped into Santaran two-parter and forgot how much they aren't really in that first part. <laughs> so I had to kind of fast forward it to be like, well. but we played with the toys on the floor, the minifigs and stuff. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, showed him one of the episodes of Rebels he hadn't seen. So ah. The one with R2-D2 and 3PO. That'd be one I haven't seen. Have you seen any of them? No. <laughs> and we're almost done with How I Met Your Mother. We're three episodes away from the end. Let me know what Sarah thinks of the ending. Already, let me know what you think of the ending. I, I already know what the ending is, but going up to it, it's kind of going to be interesting. I plan on going online directly afterwards and finding the alternate ending, <laughs> which I'm sure I will agree with more. Cheating. Not you, the, the, the actual the production ending. company is cheating. Yeah. It, a lot of it would make sense if they hadn't done other stuff in the show. From where they started it? it, the ending would have been better if they hadn't had to do series nine, season nine. Yeah, I can see that. But that being said, well, and some season other stuff, nine was phenomenal. It and was really well crafted. Yeah, well crafted. The, the one we just watched there was a nice line of, "Wow, this has been one heck of a day." <laughs> <laughs> the the whole well, the whole most almost all of the. Aside from, aside from flashbacks. Weekend. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's how, they, that's how they shoehorn it all in. Aside from flashbacks and spoilers, just a little bit, the last episode's not done. On well, flash forwards. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty clever way they did it. Interesting. There's another thing in the, that they had done earlier that I don't agree with that if they wouldn't have done it, it would have made the ending. A little better involving a character. What'd you do, Sean? Um, what did I do this week? School we, and work. Um, we, we did we did the school and work thing. Yeah, <laughs> we watched. Um, oh God, I just lost it. <laughs> I didn't make a note. I should have made a note. It was right there. <laughs> it was right there. We rewatched Hunger Games, and uh, yeah, you should you should really hit me because maybe sometimes you'll come you have back. to hit the reset button. On um, Did you turn it on and off again? I had, I had another three <laughs> movies this week. We watched Hunger. We rewatched Hunger Games to prepare for um, the, the the new one coming out. So we watched the first one. We'll probably watch the second one next week, and then uh, then go to the theater for that. And um, I forgot what a good movie that really is. It's just a, it's just a really well crafted mm-hmm. film. It's just a good one. I think the second one's better, but that's me. We watched uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, what'd you think? Oh, man, is that a great movie. Yeah. 
I, I really not, liked it. I had not seen that one, and I, I didn't know anything about it. The Silver Lion, okay, it's about football, right? Okay. It's got playbook <laughs> in it somewhere. So it's, it's a sports movie, right? It's a sports movie. <laughs> well, it is, but no, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a sports to movie. To some extent. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it is a sports movie, but it's not a sports movie. A different kind of sport than you think. Bradley Cooper <sighs> continues to impress me. I mean, I, I like he's him. Good in that. I, I like him. I've liked him in every role I've seen him in, but I'm so glad that he's n- not. He has not fallen into the you know kind of pretty boy actor yeah. um, trap that that so many of them that he, he's he's in something different. He's always different in everything he's in. Um, he hasn't fallen to the hangover cliche. Yeah, which is I was kind of worried about him. Uh, of course, I haven't seen Hangover two or three, but um, yeah, just just uh, just amazingly good. I don't know if it's one that I would necessarily go back and rewatch because there are parts <laughs> okay. of it are actually kind of tough to you know uncomfortable. Yeah, um, Jennifer Lawrence did a really good job in it too. Yeah, I was, she did. I, I've, I've been kind of mad on her as an actress. She, she's okay in Hunger Games and as Mystique. Silver Lawrence Playbook is what sold me on her as an actress. Oh my god, you still haven't watched? Um, what was the one that's set in the nineteen seventies? American Hustle. Don't put metal in the science oven. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the best line ever. It is. Don't put don't put metal in the science oven. And then um, oh bollocks! Well, it'll come back to me at some point. I watched another one. And then, um, right in the middle of our Big Frobisher review. <clears throat> yeah. You don't see Big Hero <laughs> right. no. 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 How about, how about Donald Planet of the Apes? No. It's available. I'm waiting for that to come it's out. It's available digitally. I saw that. I almost rented it the other day. <laughs> but he didn't. That's the important thing. I almost rented it the other day, too. I think I'm going to buy it, so I might as well hold off until it comes out on in Blu ray. Three weeks. And I got very depressed over the loss of Glenn Larson. Yeah, that was sad. He made up most of my 80s television. I know. <laughs> and Quincy and Battlestar Galactica and Magnum and... Glenn A. Larson. Glenn A. Larson. Oh, that was it. Since I think of this other movie. Right in the middle of the furniture. <laughs> right in the middle of the furniture. <laughs> or feedback. <laughs> well, should we move on to news? Sure. Are you going to talk about what you did? I did. He did that first. You did? I was. He didn't do anything. See, oh, that's right. He didn't do anything. Listen. <laughs> accusing me of not listening. He, to he watched shows. He caught up. That's right. He got up on and shows. And I decorated two Christmas trees. And two Christmas trees. One. I thought you only put up one. Like, you don't next listen one. either. I thought you put up the next one this week. <laughs> what did I do today, Keith? Oh, I, you're that. Okay, that's right. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> Since we brought it back up, can I, didn't I tell say you how two trees at my house? <laughs> that's what I thought. Well, well, wait. You said you were going to do the next one up next week. Since it's come back up, can we I'll talk about right. how wrong you are for having your Christmas trees up and decorated already? Nope. Yes, because you're wrong. Nope. We did. Oh, Christmas is such a magical time. No, of the year. we did. Uh, I want it to last as long as possible. We did go by the Hallmark store and look at their ornaments for this year. Oh, are those out? Yeah. Guess what they have? You're not allowed to go look at them, Sean. It's too not close enough to Christmas oh, yet. Well, you gotta, you got to make the exception with Hallmark because they'll sell out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cornelius. There's a Cornelius ornament. Like original? Uh, like original Planet old, of the Apes. Oh, Planet of the Apes. I thought you meant Yukon Cornelius from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> the guy with the pickaxe? He, did, he he the, did he taste the uh, Nothing. Yeah, end of it? Nothing. Cornelius the Ape. He's the one that goes off, First the, off the cliff with Bumbles, the snowman. It's been too long since I've seen that, apparently. Lord, I'm bringing that disc over next week. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. It's just... You need to see it again. It's I don't watch the stop the, motions very often. One of the best Banking and... Uh, Banking. Rankin and Bass... Uh, see, I don't think I've watched animation. any of the Rankin and Bass since I was a kid. How is that even possible? I, so I don't own them. I mean, I, I just... He doesn't have kids either, but I was even watching them but again I mean, and again I mean, and again. How, how and I don't it, have cable. How is it that They're you haven't been inundated I'm bringing my discs. I have these collections of them. I got it for my whole sister one year. collections of them. Remember, I'm usually pretty ball humbug about Christmas. It's it's good. I'm going. Good it, night. It's not as good <laughs> as the... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. No, that one sucks. <laughs> What's the... Um, Christmas Carol. Uh, oh, that's a good one. What's the one with the mouse and the clock? Mouse I don't think I've seen was that, that one. Was the Night Before Christmas? Yeah, it's it's not a rank of the basement. family, and then yeah. he's the family. They've got the I've family. That's, that's, that's the best Christmas I've special the, ever. That one's good. Cool. I like many, it. many times. Yeah, that one as well. That's the best Christmas special ever. They made a movie of that one? Yeah. I did not know that. It's a cartoon. It's not a stop... Animation. How did you not? Oh my god! I read the book. <laughs> what book? The night before Christmas. The poem. It's not the poem. Oh, the, oh it's not. Well, it is. It is the poem. Well, but... sort of, but yes. It's yeah. <laughs> it's inspired by the poem. Oh my god. It's not really the poem. They take it for what else can you do? Well, they have to expand it out to at least twenty-two minutes with commercials. <laughs> Without commercials. Without commercials. Did you, did you know if you don't own that one on DVD, it's actually only fourteen minutes because they cut that whole song in the middle out to make room for more commercial breaks. Oh, did they? Yeah. I've watched those on TV since I old, since I bought the discs. Yeah. So. I always we, tended to flip past them on TV because I, I, it was Christmas. E- even, even I, even as bug humbuggy as I am about Christmas. Bug working humbuggy? At, bug humbuggy. <laughs> um, you can't even get the phrase right. It's bug humbuggy. I like it. It's a verb. <laughs> <laughs> even as bug humbuggy as I am about uh, this kind of stuff working retail... Even I think we may have to hold an intervention and put the clockwork headgear, uh, clockwork, orange. clockwork orange headgear back on you and subject you to some Christmas stuff and then maybe have a podcast or two about it <laughs> because it's kind of important. That'll be our Christmas special. <laughs> We're going to subject Keith to Christmas shows for our Christmas special this year. And give my review of them. A thousand points. I think we should. I think that would be that would be good. Stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> well, if, if this, especially if the if the Christmas special of Who is going to involve the as you, how did you put it the Americanized uh, commercialized Coca Cola Santa Claus. There's probably going to be a lot of jokes you're not going to get. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to just well, consider this I'm sorry, research. I, 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 I consider this Cornelius up. guy an <laughs> obscure character in the. <laughs> He's a bit obscure. He's the he's the prospector guy. Come on, you've at least seen him. He's got the um, stocking cap on the red oh, stocking okay. cap. Yeah. He's got the full yeah. beard and mustache, and he's the big guy. I didn't know he had a name. Cornelius, we thought you were you dead. No, Bumbles bounce. You, nothing. Nothing. Huh? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Turns out. All right, maybe Bumbles. after Thanksgiving, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll track. All those down. Oh, we them. own them on DVD. Oh, we'll bring happily, them over after Thanksgiving, we'll and I'll watch. After Thanksgiving, keep an eye on Dropbox. After Thanksgiving, <laughs> after Thanksgiving. <laughs> keep an eye. On you Dropbox. can put them there. I won't download them until after Thanksgiving. 
There's a Star Wars Hallmark ornament that I'm tempted to buy. I was going to say there's a Star Wars holiday special. I haven't seen that either. I've seen that. One. Okay, <laughs> let's say bring that one too if we need to. Oh, it's been a long time. Since it's a bootleg because it. it's never been released commercially. Oh God. <laughs> there's a really. Cool I one. like it. I like it. Nobody say any ill will against like, Chewbacca's Star Wars son is named right? Lumpy. Yeah, <laughs> really. But it's really like it's, it's that's a short that's a shortened name. It's like Lumpawathawitz or something like that. I mean, it's it's some cashing so name. Jewish. I can't remember exactly what it is. Now, granted, it did take them a little bit longer in Star Wars EU to kind of name him to make it a little more conformed. But look it up, Keith. <laughs> I'm not looking it up. Hey, why don't you Imdabo tell, tell me who played Lumpy in the uh, Imdabo will list it as Lumpy, I'm sure. Uh, oh, God. No, they, they have a, they of have all a, of the crimes that have been his perpetrated grandfather's against name humanity. Was itchy. <laughs> did the people who write that only know his name was Chewy? Did they think his name was Chewy? They did not know it was Chewbacca? I think they intended for them to be shortened names. They just didn't come up with a backstory for the longer version of it. It's, and that's it's, the problem with right, the right, it's, right, it's right, chewy and lumpy. Because next week, I'm sure we'll have some Star Wars geek that will email us and say, this is what it was. It'll be I'm going to start right now. It's Lumpawaru is his real name. Lumpawaru. Lumpawaru. Chewbacca's a mean dad. Itchy was in, uh, remember that... <laughs> Remember that Battlegrounds that we used to play? Star Wars Battlegrounds? Oh, he was a character. That. He was in that? that? Mm-hmm. Oh. One or two? Uh, not, no, no, not Battlegrounds. No, no. Uh, Battlefront? Battle Battlefront. Battle one wait. or two. <laughs> there was, was there, there two? two of both of them. That's the thing we used to land all the time. That's Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds. And there was only one. There was no, two. there was a two. There wasn't. Yeah. There's there's actually, I, I, have I don't think I ever. Somewhere. Well, two just recent claim. Well, within the last few years, just came out, didn't it? No, I thought it did. They haven't come out with one. Itchy's full name was. Achitakuk. So there was Itchy, Chewy, and Lumpy. Yeah, and then I can't remember the mom's name. Was and one Mala? built a house of sticks. Was the mom Mala? <laughs> and one built a house of <laughs> And Darth Vader came and blew them all down with his stormtroopers on life day. And now you've seen the holiday special. <laughs> Except for the whole B. Arthur is singing in the cantina. Jefferson Starship shows up. There's and actually the a very cool Boba Fett. Boba Fett animated segment in the middle of this. Probably the coolest Boba Fett has ever been. Yes. His mom, his, his mother. <laughs> yes, the coolest his, has ever been. Chewbacca's wife's name is Mala, or it's short for Mala Tubuk. She's actually got a cool Wookiee name. Yeah. Itchy and Lumpy are not cool, are not cool Wookiee Mala names. is a good name. Mala's a good name. I would buy that as a Wookiee name. Itchy and Lumpy, not so much. And apparently, according to the wiki, his father is Chief Capuc. Capcuca. Capcuca? Yeah, that's it. Cap- he, was the, he was the one we saw in uh, Revenge Cap-a-cuca. of the Sith, right? Yes, yeah. he is the one in Revenge of the Sith. And they all thought, live thought, together I, on Kashyyyk. I thought it was yes. Tarful. Or Kashyyyk. Tarful was the one we saw him. Yeah, you're right. It was he, well, he was the chief I'm thinking of. Yeah. So, it, so Tarful must die and so, this guy takes so over. So Chewbacca's father, Kapuku. Itchy, must have Kapuku. usurped him after the Empire <laughs> came Kapuku in. Kapuku was his father, though. Chief, chief. Oh, no, chief of the Kapuku, his father. You guys haven't. You He's guys a splinter yeah. group of Wookiees. You still haven't watched the first Rebels, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm misreading this. Atichikuk was his father, and he was chief of the Kapuku tribe. That's what it was. Hmm. So there's a splinter group of Wookiees that he was, <laughs> he was chief of. Just a different colony. 
Well, he must not have built his house in a very safe neighborhood, is all I got to say, because the Imperials landed, they held everybody hostage, and nobody in town noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Now, after the adventure of Resistance, admittedly there's a little retconning going on here, but after the adventure of Resistance of the Sith, the droid army shows up, and all of the Wookiees everywhere are there to help fight them off. So he must have been in a really bad part of town. <laughs> Tuffle like he, came in and took over. He, he had a cabin out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Cabin the in the Woods. Part of- <laughs> that's that's what the Star Wars holiday special should have been called. Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Did I mention they sing lyrics to the Star Wars theme song? Uh, yeah, 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 it's bad. Well, it's kind and of incorporated cool, uh, into the Life Day song, but yeah. Carrie Fisher sings it. Princess Leia. Not as cool as the Bill Murray version. It's actually the Life Day song, but it has the the melody of Star Wars is built in with lyrics. It's not as cool as the Bill Murray version. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Those crazy Star Wars. The ornament. Oh, yeah. So, so there's a, so there's a Cornelius really, ornament. No, well, and they have a really cool Star Wars ornament. Wow. That they ruined. A thousand points for getting back on track. That they ruined with putting in sound effects. I thought for sure effects. we had completely derailed this whole thing. We it's, tried really hard. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> it's Vader on the slab. That'd be a cool ornament, right? Vader on oh the the Ranger the Sith Slater immolation. I knew it tied together somehow. And what would have been cool is if it didn't talk. Unfortunately, it talks, and it has that pitiful no. That's what they put on the voice chip. Yeah, because oh. it's that conversation. Where is Padme? Because uh, what else are you going to put there? It just needs to be a figure that doesn't talk. Agreed. So maybe I'll get it and take the battery out. <laughs> what, what, what's wrong with just the... the, the that would have been good, too. That was, that's, a, that's a fine voice chip noise for that. No, you got to remind us of the bad stuff. But I have stuff. 30 action figures that do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, 31. We so, did get another so, one so, in yeah, celebration. Yeah, so, 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 so do I, probably. <laughs> God, my life is so sad. <laughs> is that it? That's, that's it. Right, let's move on the news. news. <laughs> but there's a, but there's a Cornelius action figure. There's a Cornelius action figure, so no, I'm hoping no. they're going to do more. Ornament. 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 Yeah, you're right. Uh, there, there are Cornelius well, there are, action there, figures. Yeah, there are and there's a new line. Not at Hallmark. There's, there's a, a new, new line? There's a new of line. classic Planet Of classic. They have are Cornelius. They the face is a little dark. It's got uh, Zeus, who looks good. And a gorilla soldier who looks good. You know what else has a line of action figures? They have a third, a second wave coming out with Zero, another Zeus, and Ursus. He's ignoring me. He's trying not to let me deliver. Let me yep. Do you know what else has a line of action figures? Star Wars Holiday Special. No. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> they have, they have their own Cornelius. <laughs> that no one remembers. Uh, I remember Cornelius. Of course you do. <laughs> I'm too bum huggy. What? <laughs> <laughs> bum huggy. We went from bum bug to bum bug humbug. Humbuggy. Humbuggy. That's it. Yeah. What, did I, what did you just say? Bug hummy. Bug hummy. Humbuggy. Uh, bug hugging. Something. Uh, news. News. <laughs> so I'm Christmas. Too hum- and- I'm too humbuggy to do news tonight. <laughs> Christmas and our uh, children need. <laughs> Christmas in need. Children that, in need that's, that's your story. <laughs> you know, I think I, I only own three Christmas movies. 
<laughs> well, the night before Nightmare Before Christmas is one of them, and Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's good. And then Love Actually. Yeah, that's a good I think those are only three. I those know. are all great, great Christmas movies. Uh, two, two, two great Christmas movies and one okay Christmas I movie. I own some, but they're, I, <laughs> they're, <laughs> I haven't watched. Them. I don't acknowledge Christmas those. Celtic Thunder Christmas. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas, we got the uh, Children in Need pre- pre- preview clip. What do you guys think? think? <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Um, Enjoyable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he actually, actually, actually had a Coke here. Are you using that to chase whatever's in yes, your Yes, I am chasing my NOS with a Coke. <laughs> NOS and Coke. NOS and Coke. What happens if you mix those? It sure explodes. <laughs> Too much caffeine for one bottle. It looks like a nitrous bottle that you would put on a it uh, does. On, a car, on a vehicle. That's, and then, of course, you've got a race car driver on the front of it's, it. It's NOS. very clever packaging. This so episode of Traveling Vortex brought to you by it's, NOS. It actually, they I, sponsored this speedboat game that you can download on Xbox, and I can't remember what the actual name of it's called. <laughs> but when you, in order to get your boosts, you try, you try to run over NOS bottles. <laughs> Seriously. They're, they're not just bottles and they say NOS on them. Not since Sneak King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Such a bad game. Oh, man, that was terrible. I did like the little go-kart game and the, the mini uh, carnival game they when did. He would surprise somebody with breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Those games come with uh, achievements. Yes, yes, they, they did. did. did they? Yeah. Do you have them all? No, I. Do. I think I have all except for the ones on sneaking. Because when I first started playing sneaking, I went, "The heck is this?" <laughs> I shut it off. It's like, okay, that was ninety nine cents wasted right there. That was only ninety nine cents. I didn't have them, so oh, I, I think I made it paid full price for all three of those. I think I paid three dollars for them. <gasps> Were with, they three at the time? Three at the time, with oh. purchase of a, uh, a, a whatever meal. I got them for a buck with the purchase of a meal. Yeah, Maybe they were trying Christmas to get rid of them. Trying to get rid yeah. of them. <laughs> three a piece or three for the three, three pack? Three a piece. See, Two I thought I paid steep. three for all of them. I thought it was steep selling them for 99 cents at CD Trade Post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that how much they are there? <laughs> That's what, when I worked there. there. They're probably like a nickel now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I paid a buck for each of them. I bought them all at the same time too because they were they were trying to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> Children need breathing. Then you had to go and you had to hide. What you the, guys think? Hide of in the dumpster <laughs> that surprised the guy with breakfast. It's like who would want food that's been in a dumpster? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think this out very well. And why? I mean, I loved the King. I absolutely loved the, those commercials. Were oh, the yeah. greatest things ever. But the game was just... I don't know, the Wake Up with the King commercial the, okay, was, that one was pretty, Well, you notice they didn't yeah. do too many after it. No, no. <laughs> pretty much was the, the nail the in the nail. coffin. <laughs> but, yeah, they didn't think that game through. Are UK good. listeners probably here? <laughs> <laughs> Off to YouTube! <laughs> <laughs> what are the commercials are talking about? <laughs> you're you're, you're uh, to YouTube list so far today. <laughs> all of the Christmas specials, the Star Wars holiday special, and now all the Burger King commercials <laughs> with the king. Uh. So. <laughs> and the Doctor Who holiday special part, if you haven't seen it, from Children in Need. Yeah. See how I brought that back around. <laughs> I don't uh, get too excited about clips. I just yeah. Can't. It was it was kind of it was nice to see Dan Starkey without makeup. Yeah, aside yes. from ears. Yep. 
aside from ears. Which I didn't know he was going to be I'm in sure, this at I'm, all. I'm so. sure those were his ears. <laughs> I've got pictures well, of him in the galley. He looks just like he's that. Got ears he's like got ears. He wears the little green stocking cap that goes down to his knees. He's a great elf. Yeah, he really is. And the other guy from Misfits is a pretty decent elf. He doesn't look as creepy as he did on Misfits. No. <clears throat> Not much to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Nick Steven. Frost makes a great Santa well, Claus. We the, knew that from the and the doctor's wearing a hoodie. series finale. But he did appear to be a wearing a hoodie, yeah, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. It's weird. I wasn't daydreaming that because he no, came out of the TARDIS and I went. See, even the even the thumbnail far, on YouTube. Get in the, get in the TARDIS. It just it it looked almost like jammies. Maybe did he have the picture. star jumper on underneath though? I can tell the sparkly one. I just it just looked like a hoodie to me. Ah. Maybe maybe it's a sparkly hoodie and he had the suit coat on over the, the hood in the last time, so we didn't <laughs> maybe. know. No. So we, what what can we confirm? We can confirm that Clara's in it. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the surprise for me though because we didn't get any Clara clips at the end of yeah, that's true. And um, even in the Dan Starkey is in trailer, Elf, yeah. and and that's about it. Um, Note to Stephen Moffat, while we love all things Doctor Who um, and, and fully support the, the idea behind the Children Need Special, you could really raise a lot more money if you gave us a mini-sode. <laughs> yeah. And if you told us in advance there's going to be a mini-sode, but we're only going to show it if we hit X number of dollars by 6 o'clock, that would be really kind of the way to do it. And then you could kind of sweeten the pot and say, hey, it's Paul McGann. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you could you could probably end world hunger with that. I think if you yeah. if you did that, or if you played your cards right, no child would go hungry again. Yeah, nope. So just just a note to throw that out there on the table because I know you listen. But yeah, clips. Eh, it's a clip. Yeah. It was something. I, I mean, don't, I, don't get me wrong. If it weren't so far out, I wouldn't have watched it. I didn't watch any of the clips they released before the new episodes. I just waited. Well, well that's just it. As I, I feel like I don't want a month and a half away. Know, even so though I'm like, sure they're not going to give me some huge plot revelation, but at the same time, I don't want to spoil myself on the magic of watching this at Christmas. Yeah. So I don't want to know. I don't want to reach a part of the episode. I'm, oh yeah, I've seen that in the clip. Eh, didn't bother me. Because now there's a whole minute, minute and a half, two minutes of this that I've seen, and it's like, eh, here's that scene. Yeah, the exchange. You ride's waste. You probably shouldn't watch it now. Yeah. You've, you've wasted it, so you just... I, I'll just wait I'll just until who comes skip, back on next year. Skip the Christmas episode, yeah, wait until next August. Humbaga. Or Easter Sunday. Humbaga? Humbaga. Humbaga. <laughs> Humbaga. <laughs> <laughs> that was the grandmother. <laughs> Humbaga. Humbaga. Humbaga she, she and was Itchy. Grumpy. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's the second cousin. <laughs> was, was, it, was her short and named Hummy? You're laughing at. I'm going somewhere different with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, right, move on, move on, move on, move on. Um, so a man for the children's in need preview. Yeah. <clears throat> Again. Something I think we're all excited about, though, is the Doctor Who convention that was planned for Kansas City has renamed itself and relocated to Wichita, and is going to be October 2nd through the 4th, and it's going to be called Time Eddie. And? The first it, name was better. They've announced <laughs> guests. Now we're excited. Well, no, this will be awesome, especially if they can they can scoop the actors and, and, and presenters up somewhere in a time eddy, and then they come in like in that little triangle thing. That would thing, be really cool. And then they drop them off in Wichita. That would be awesome. But, but Sean That's wants the old I want the triangle old one. He doesn't want, <laughs> I don't the want the tornado looking one. one. I want the, I want the, the trapezoidal <laughs> one. <laughs> trapezoidal. Time scoop. Not time eddy. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, that's the time scoop. Oh, the time, time Eddie is the 
Isn't that what that thing in uh, Day of the Doctor was? The, the swirly thing? Isn't that a timing? No, no, it was in The Three Doctors. That's what William Hartnell was stuck in when he kept coming back. That's, to that's what it that's was. A time. That's a time eddy. On fire. Time eddy. There's a guy named Eddie Arnold Time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an American musical television series. Sorry. Eddie Arnold Time was a series? Yeah. A musical? <clears throat> 55 to 57. Huh. Before our time. Quick to YouTube. Oh, Eddie Arnold Time wasn't his name. It was Eddie Arnold Time. It was time for Eddie Arnold. Oh, Eddie so Arnold was, no a country, oh, no was a country singer no from like, like 1950 time. something oh, all the way okay. to whenever he died, I presume, in the 80s. Uh, the, time, the time Eddie was not only in Three Doctors, it was Invasion of the Dinosaurs. I knew it was somewhere else. That's how the dinosaurs okay. came through. Oh, yeah. It was okay, Eddie. it was the Time Eddie. I knew it had been um, mentioned before. Time well, is. obviously, much more recently than than the three doctors. Yes. I mean, we had to go all the way to invasion of the dinosaurs. I like, <laughs> I like, I like Time Eddie. It's a good name. Peladon is better, but that, Time Eddie is a good name. That's where the fourth doctor and Romana are trapped in the Time Eddie, in the five doctors. Aha! Oh, they're trapped in the Matrix. No, no, they didn't no, make no, it no, to the Matrix. Not, yeah, they didn't make it Everyone to the Matrix. else got to the Matrix. No, nobody's in the Matrix. Oh, nobody's in the Matrix. Everybody's in, in the, the Death Star. Was it a time, Eddie? Yes. According I knew, to the I thought it was mentioned. Actually, I was certain it was mentioned to the Five Doctors. So I was if you didn't go there, you went... Oh, well, because that's when I thought, oh, well, <laughs> you went, it was you the... You went day of the you're right, it was Time Scoop. Well, no, the Time Scoop was what I was thinking Oh, that's... Okay, I see where... Okay, all right. But you're right, they were trapped in... Because it was mentioned, said they were trapped in a time Eddie. I'll give it to you. This Eddie person needs to stop... Yeah, no, he's mucking things about. So, Time Eddie guests. We have Andrew Cartmel. Script editor. Peter Purvis. Deborah Watling. Victoria. Victoria. Mm-hmm. Victoria. And I keep wanting to confuse Vicky and Victoria, even though I, they're not in any way. Way different areas. Yeah. And friend of the show, Daphne Ashbrook. Yay! And the host of the con is going to be Peter Pixie. Whoever that may be. Whoever that may be. It sounds like he's a professional con presenter. As yeah, well. and apparently he, he knows a lot about who, too. Prevent, uh, preventer. Uh, professional <laughs> He's a uh, professional con preventer? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you he, hire this he person? He keeps you from getting conned. Oh! Yeah. No, presenter. Uh, and uh, master he, ceremonies. So. Uh, and early registration is available. And single-day tickets are as little as $20. Regularly, there will be 40 to 50 well, three-day adult tickets are $55 until November 23rd, and then they go up to $75. Which is still a pretty good deal, considering it's a three-day con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in the area, you should be... Well, first of all, you should be listening to us. Um, <laughs> assuming that you're in the area and listening to us, you're now hearing me say this, so the next thing is you should be planning on going to this con. Yes. Because, you know, Agreed. We need to we need to support. Finally, this. something in the Midwest. Yes, actual mid Midwest, not North Midwest like Chicago. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess we do consider Chicago Midwest. I don't. It's North Midwest. It's East Coast. Something in the Plains <laughs> states. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far. If you look at a map of the United States, Chicago's not exactly Midwest. You know what I mean? It's mid East. At most, mm. <laughs> but there's already a Mid East, so you can't say that. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> Not even on this continent. <laughs> Not even on this continent. 
Uh, Galley has announced a few more if guests. If they also. get a convention, I will fall out of my chair. <laughs> impressive. Although they were on track to get one before us for a while, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be at the Baghdad convention next year? <laughs> Eric Roberts. <laughs> And his wife. <laughs> she was very lovely. The same could not be said for Eric Roberts. <laughs> the same could not be said no. for Eric Roberts. Oh, so galley guests. More guests than <laughs> please, please continue with ramrodding this show down our throat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it going forward. Glenn and I are not going to make it tonight. That's our problem. That is our problem. Oh, much better. Oh, I thought the fan was causing feedback. <laughs> nope. <laughs> It was causing me to be too um, tangential. He wasn't focused. Well, now you're in the dark, and we can't necessarily see what you're doing, so... Uh, I think he's sleeping. There's, there's, there's some guests um, <laughs> they've announced that I don't recognize. What? <laughs> they, Act, hey, Galley guests! People I, we I, don't know! I don't know. <laughs> uh, the two you will know, for sure. Sean, you can finally get your Bruno Langley autograph. Oh, Bruno's coming. And Caroline Ford's coming. Yay, Caroline Ford. That's the exact news. No offense to John Schwab, Matthew Jacobs, Gabriel Wolf, and Ross Mullen, who I'm sure you're delightful men, but I don't know what you did. They're behind the scenes, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. They're voice yeah. actors yeah. and whatnot. In fact, Ross Mullen most recently did an episode, uh, had a role on Time Heist. Did he play the teller? The, yes. There you go. <laughs> and also White Walkers on Game of Thrones. Ooh. <laughs> I piqued Sean's interest. I can't get excited over White Walkers. Because <laughs> they're, they're in that all of, like, maybe the whole series, two minutes total. I, I, I feel all that, of the time that they're in it. Well, there, there are certain people that I'm genuinely excited to go meet because, the, I mean, the, the man behind the mask, you know, doing a... a, a you know, a creature feature or something like that. I mean, that, that's a that's a, some of them are, are quite legit, and then there are others where it's like, eh, you know, I was stormtrooper number five. Okay, okay. You know, unless you're the one that hit your head, <laughs> unless you've played as all Omega, and who was the guy in um, Hand oh. of Fear? Uh, Eldred. Eldred. Then you know, if you're, just if you're <laughs> Omega, that's, that's enough right there. We met him, by the way. I don't know if you knew. I, that. I knew that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we should we lovely should, man. We, we should republish that interview just because it's so good. Yeah, yeah, it was we a really should. good interview. We should. Glenn and I did a really good job on that. <laughs> Pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> well, Stephen Thorne was great. We we, we were Stephen Thorne was fantastic. We weren't cheesing it or nothing. <laughs> <in that interview. laughs> we couldn't wipe the smiles off of our faces after that. Should we talk some Doctor Who legacy? Should, should yeah. we talk some real news? Or something? <laughs> Here's big news. Huge news in the Doctor Who legacy world right here. Ready? I'm going to give you the scoop right here. Here What's it comes. That? I have beaten Series 5. Holy crap. Really? I am done. I'm now in wait mode. <laughs> because and, and you're catch already up through, and level uh, up. Because uh, uh, Hunt for Red Or Hunt for Red <laughs> Well, no, I haven't played that one. That's Let me go find that one. Hunt for <laughs> I've dropped the Sean Carroll Greyhound, Greyhound, Greyhound One. Greyhound One, yeah. Well, because that, you did that it's, early. I did that early, and it's integrated in, which, it's, it's which was the, the worst epilogue. because I was in that area where you drop all those characters, 
and it had dropped all the characters. So I went a long time without dropping anything. Luckily, when you get to the spoilers brigadier level where you get the brigadier instead of getting the brigadier if you've already got him you do get a time uh, crystal and i did verify that that happens every time oh, when nice. you play it again for the first time so because i, I, I no chatted with some other people that have every done time the you thing. play it again for the first time right every time you play. <laughs> so like if i played it again for the first time i get one if you play it again for the first time you get one if you uh, play it again for the first time so every time so if we play gotcha. it outside the extra area in other words right right and I is, presume is, is only. I presume a, only if you have played Hunt for Groundhog, uh, ground, Greyhound, 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 <laughs> Groundhog, Groundhog One, Greyhound One, and you dropped the br- brig, which the brig is one hundred percent drop. Is then it, you okay, get okay, a time so. crystal if you played in season five. If we okay, now wait a minute. You've confused me. So, <laughs> gr- Hunt for Greyhound One is an epilogue to. It's not. Well, it is season five. It's not no, story arc. No, it's right? not an epilogue. It's actually kind of sandwiched in the middle. Uh, from what I presumed, uh, it moved. So it's a one-off it, story. It kind of dropped in there, and then I think the last two levels, because they were new to me, or three or four levels, were not in Greyhound One. Because well, I believe once you finished Greyhound One and dropped the Brigadier. You were done, but there were further levels beyond that in the actual game, if I remember right, because I played Greyhound one months and months and months ago. But the the, the last several levels, I I had never played. So I think what they did is they they dropped them in there and moved they, the they last pulled out two the or three levels. Yeah, exactly. drop characters. And... So how far do I need to go in season five before I jump over to Greyhound one story wise to make it make sense? I wouldn't even bother. You don't have to jump over. Yeah, I would you just, just stay through. in it because you're because it's in there. You're in there as well. It's, you can, it's, you can you, play Greyhound one outside of it, or you could play. So Greyhound wait, okay. So if I play series, if I if I play series five. You, you'll reach to your completion. Point. I will have played all of Greyhound One. Yeah, correct. Oh, and you don't have to go over and play it separately. I right. thought it was separate. If you, if you haven't gotten well, to it yet, you can play if, it separately. If you're wanting to get those characters early, Hunt for Greyhound One is weighted for lower teams. So if your teams aren't built, because oh, you is really, it? yeah, oh man, I struggled when I got into that Greyhound One portion of Season Five was much more difficult than hmm. playing it outside of Season Five. Much more difficult. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll do that then. <laughs> I, I did it because I wanted all those characters, and I wanted. Well, I knew I'm going to go. Man, I, knew, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to go get the characters anyway. Yeah, eventually, yeah. I just I was. And not I all really were 100 drop, so that was a nice thing. That's another thing. You, if you play through uh, season five and you didn't drop the characters that are rare you drops, you could go to Grand One version. and play an easier version yeah. and get those characters. So it might be better to farm them that way if you're going to farm characters. Hmm. I was just trying to do it, you know, in the order that I thought it happened, which was it's not seven, six, five, no, it's great, and one. So you're in five now, right? I'm in five. Yeah, I'm in. Um, where am I at? I've kind of stalled out just a little bit, just because I've kind of hit that plateau where my team is okay but not great. Yeah, um, that's where I'm at too. Season five's really hard. hard. Oh, it's tough. You've got to have. It's it's, you, a, it's a grinder. And, and I'll, I, what I appreciated about season five. The most is, is you had a number of levels where they forced you to play with a certain doctor and then pick your who you wanted to play with them. Mm-hmm. So there are certain levels like you have to play with ten, and they give you ten, and then they give you an option of picking. Oh, see, pick I haven't players. got to any of those levels. Those were them. those were neat because it, 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 what it did is it forced I'm me to play splinters. with some doctors. It forced me to play with some doctors that I hadn't played with before, so that was kind of cool. Um, and they they did a lot of unique things, and the story is really really good. So, Sean, you have passed me. Hooray! I am stuck 
on Beast Below Tower of London. I cannot get past it. And as far as... Gre- oh, yeah, that one was kind of tough. As far as Hunt for Greyhound 1, I'm stuck on The Snowman and The Snowman. Where you drop Bessie. And they're still characters I haven't dropped. Are yet. you playing with the First Doctor? Not at the moment. Play with the First Doctor. That sounds weird, um, but he really <laughs> is the key. At least for me, he was the key for a lot of the early part of, of Season 5. Hmm. What's his ability again? Um... Unlock all gems. Unlock and gems cure and cure stun, which you see a lot of the locking in the early parts. I just can't seem to do enough damage. Yeah, I really had to go back and bulk my teams up. I, I, I didn't. Well, maybe I, I maxed maybe out I a lot of them that weren't quite up to forty on bunched in order to maybe I make need some to, different combinations. Uh, go above forty on some, and that's and I have two characters already above forty. So, um, because I've got none. I think my. Amy is above 40, and who's my other character? Oh, Nefertiti is above 40. And that mm-hmm. really helped because they get that second gem. So those levels where, you know, you you line up green gems for those two particular, because they both their bonus gems were green, those levels, when you got green, you were getting uh, damage from them. You were They were able to deal damage as well as the yellow um, and blue that they are individually. So. You know, who, you know. You, I think you'll be very surprised if you knew who my two above that level are. I'm guessing one is K-9. One is K-9. <laughs> <laughs> you might have mentioned that. I sure. did mention that, but do, do you have any, any idea who the second no person is? No idea who the other person is. Nope. I can't remember her name. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't know either. The Time Heist chick. Um, really? Wow, you really played a lot with her. She then. throws a ton of damage. Because most of my... Does she? Maybe I'll... Yeah. Maybe I'll that'll be my, my next goal her is to beef was. her up. Her ability sucks. Her ability is that... Just damage. Get, give, give a random gem a bonus. Oh, yeah. Which always turns out to be one that I'm not playing with. <laughs> you and, don't or, necessarily you know, need. health. And it's like... Uh, but she just throws a ton of damage because I put all of her points in, into into attack as opposed to health or anything like that. She, I think I might need to go when, back. When that multiplier help. starts bouncing around, there are times where she throws like twenty two, thirty thousand points of damage. Now, of course, mm. the, the enemies are so powerful; they're like, ha, 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 "I scoff at the face of your thirty thousand points of damage." <laughs> but you know, thirty thousand? Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, I'm definitely adding her to the team. I might, I might need to go. And re- I, I yeah. made sure all my characters It'll probably are take you a while to, to boost her up because. <clears throat> oh no, I don't want that. Forty-two. Tardis. I have to. I have to go back in and. Wow. And, so anyway, I'm probably we, exaggerating you, a little bit. But he'll go back in there. She does up. not. As you're looking <laughs> that up, we uh, this week we got uh, the Roy the Centurion um, costume. And a Roy the Roman costume, and well, it's only three thousand. Uh, but when, it's, like I said, the multiplier starts, they have dropped. I didn't think it was that much. They have dropped. Um, she does a lot of damage. They have dropped uh, a code now that you can get that's available in order to catch up your Series Eight, and you get time fragment. But apparently, you don't anymore because Keith tried it and couldn't. No, I got it. Oh, you did get I the time get fragment. That, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So and time fragments and time crystals. And just so I can do a little more bragging, <laughs> I have 95 out of 121 characters dropped now. Oh. So I'm 
I have 80 out of 121. Well, I finally got Metacrisis Doctor the other night. But I haven't played any of Greyhound 1. Finally so. got Metacrisis Doctor. Oh, and I got um, Rusty, Fan Rusty. He's in the fan area now. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. Keith, you need to unlock yeah, the fan area. You it. need to unlock the fan <laughs> area. Man. This week, by the way, in the fan area is 150 uh, and percent experience. Yes. And, another, and another new level. The fan and, area. And I, got, I got Kate Stewart, new which I think we all got too. Kate, didn't we? Because she was one of the Series 8 yeah, ads yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah. Or last week, I guess it was. Um, which I think I started working on her because I, I started liked working her, on her, too. her ability. Uh, what was hers? Hers is, hers is increased 5% damage to all yeah, green attacks yeah. for one turn, which is good. That's a solid one, especially since I've got a, uh, I've got a, a very solid team with some green on it, but I've also got Artie Maitland, and he turns green to pink. So if you can get Kate turn him, or to give him 5% uh, and then and turn then, him, yeah. it really benefits your health, so... Um, who else unique have I gotten? Probably not much. Um, you guys have the TARDIS yet? Nope. You nope. guys haven't gotten that far then. Okay. Nope. I've had the chance to drop the Triceratops and didn't. And I'm on the Bessie level. Yeah, the Bessie level. That was difficult. I do That's the one I'm stuck one. on. Yeah, I do remember that one. And then there was one other... You guys got the Humobile yet? Nope. No. That's coming up too. I think that. that's one... Here's the brig. Can't remember. what's the brig's ability. I can't remember. Let me find out. Does anybody want to know? Uh, oh, did I, I dropped this. I dropped this outfit last night too. Oh, the uh, well, the, the Cyberman outfit is what it was. Yeah, yeah, Cyber brig. Yeah, which I think is again another hundred percent if you play one of the series. Eight yeah, episodes. it was. Well, it once you get the brig, if it, you don't have the brig yet, it's not there. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. that's unfortunate. Well, you can you no, you have to play Graham. I'll have to get one. the brig and then go play it and get the costume. Uh, Bessie's ability, do you know it? No. That you're working on it? After five turns does a thousand damage to enemy, heals team for a thousand. So I think you get both. Wow. And you get to five turns. I have sixty six out of hundred and twenty one characters. Oh, that's not too bad. Sean, how many you have? Eighty something? I was eighty. You were eighty something. Catch up, Keith. Yeah, I'll so. start playing more. <laughs> Who we got? Cyber Danny. That's right. We got him this week. Or there, there was like several that we added this week because they were yeah. they kind of played catch up as well. There was a few weeks that we didn't get. I have know. a Santa, uh, Strax costume. I need to drop a Third Doctor costume. Wilf. The Who Mobile. I've passed a level where it can drop. Okay, so I just have haven't. That's a yeah, great it's a, rare, it's a rare drop. So. Yeah, so I haven't got it yet. Uh, Wilf drops up to six red gems, gems after the turn ends, which is kind of heavy. Mm. <clears throat> if you've got a. I haven't red unlocked team. any of the, and then I've got the people from the fan area. And I've got 13 out of the 20 I doctors, s- but most of those doctors are the fan doctors. Not the fan doctors, the, uh, the doctors in the, the expert, expert level. Yeah, yeah. Which. Oh, oh my gosh! I'm missing sorry. several characters from season five too, like the ganger dude and Liz Ten. And I have thirteen doctors. Woo! Got the whole pack. So anyway, that's uh, Doctor Who so Legacy. So we're still excited about that, and look for soon a interview with the creators of this game. We're excited to be able to talk to them. It was one of the things that kind of spurred me on to. Really pushed to finish this because I thought well, one of us should be done with this by the time we talked. You just want to surprise them again. Yeah. Somebody's done with all everything. Yeah, well, it would be, it would be Glenn, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so 
So however, and I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> How are you liking the game? It's great. When, I'm still when, waiting. When, still when waiting. is the new content? <laughs> when do we get new content? I'm actually a little well, surprised that lots with of new stuff with the extra, uh, expert levels with the um, addition of Tom that they didn't revamp the yeah I'm front surprised yeah, they have a new uh, especially since they just patched it so I, I mean not that I'm disappointed you know because I, I liked this particular right right grouping it's, it's, cool. it's, it's a cool well who somebody else is in there Capaldi's not no Capaldi is. no everybody's in there it everybody's seemed like there, there was one still missing no. I guess it's just it's well, Tom. No, well, Tom well yeah obviously but I meant one besides Tom. <laughs> Oh, 43 crystals is my total. Well, okay. but Tom was a special code, or yeah. you could get him, or is it you can get him later? Or you can buy him. Code, purchase, but he's coming later. So I yes. bet we get it when, when we get the series. Add him proper. Whatever next one. Four, I suppose. They're going four. down, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think they'll start over again when after we get past the movie. Series twenty three or whatever. I don't count downwards. I don't think they'll do that. Maybe they what they said they wanted to go all the way back. Yeah, they do do want to go all the way back. Yeah. Although we're getting a lot of classic stuff now because I think they have always been worried about the longevity of the game. So I I certainly appreciate the fact that we are able been able to get all of the doctors so far. Some of the classic companions. There's still a bunch of them missing though. Oh yeah. I'm just I'm itching for like Stephen and. Ian, Jamie. Barbara, and Jamie, and Zoe, Zoe, yeah. Victoria, Leela, Leela. Oh yeah, I bet we get a Leela soon. In fact, I bet we get a Leela in whatever story introduces the Fourth Doctor. Oh yeah, I, I bet, bet we, we get, get a Romana there too. We get Romana and Romana too. My no, question is: either. Do we get a Romana and a Romana two, or do we get a Romana with a Romana one costume that's <laughs> Mary Tam and a Romana two costume Ooh. that is Lala Ward? They probably won't do that. They'll probably split them up, but. I know you can only play with one doctor. That's true, but in the sense of you can you have might, more than one. I mean, you can have more than one of. Uh, well, you can have the fan uh, Jenny, and you can have Jenny. So it's two different versions of Jenny. I can see. There, there's another. Yeah, well, there's a couple others though, that are so. the same character, but just like younger, and you can have them on the same team. If I remember correctly. No, because the young, so young Sarah Jane's different than oh, her. It's a costume, right? Well, yeah, I believe it is. There was somebody that I thought, oh, I got the same person on here twice. Just anywhere in the middle. There it's you go. Silence. <laughs> adipose. I did buy the adipose. Well, Amy, but that was an alternate reality, Amy. So that, to, yeah, that to my yeah, mind, actually yeah. does count as a... Agreed, agreed. As a different... Amy. As a different uh, there is a character. Different Amy, yeah. Maybe I was thinking of. Uh, you got a lot of people you could level up. Look at all, oh, those, yeah. look at all those flashing. I'm waiting on some time crystals, or not time crystals, uh, some, time some, fragments. some fragments. Yeah, because you don't want to use one on one you're not concentrating on, and then one of the ones you've been waiting to finally level up that you keep, yeah. you know, one of your primary teams, and then you've used your time fragments. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, my biggest problem I I is that of, I get wrapped up in whatever team I'm playing, and then I start changing a couple of people out just so that I can continue to level people up. And then before long, I have ruined the really good team that I had because I switched out that one person, and then I switched out somebody else down the road, and then I switched. And I keep forgetting. It's like, dude, you've got like six slots. You can put people and can I suggest a whole team together? Can I suggest if you keep going in season five that you build a a backup solid team? I would highly suggest. Oh yeah, well, this isn't even a good team that I'm playing with. I got very reliant. No, no, no. I mean, (laughs) I mean, another tank team or another solid. I mean, highly leveled team because. Not, don't don't take season five in there. Don't take anybody into season five with a very low level because you want you know you'll get a lot of experience to rank them up. Don't bother with that because you're going to get stomped. Yeah. Um, but no, but best- find find your your B team 
because you're going to have some combinations you come up on that no matter what team you've been playing with all along is not going to cut it for yeah. you. I learned that way early. Yeah, on. you got you got to have a sub team. Yeah. And honestly, if you're if you're playing specifically to level up a team, fan area weeks like this where it's 150 oh, experience, yeah. that's the way to do go it. Just start at the beginning of the fan area and just go yeah. and right just walk on. through those levels. And man, agree. you get so much experience on those. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I have so many people that are sitting here waiting to upgrade is because I just don't have the time crystals to upgrade them. Right. They've gotten the... They, they've <laughs> got, the or not the time crystals, the time fragments. 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 Yeah. They've got the experience down, but I don't, have the, I don't have the funds to do it. And by the way, Dr. Legacy, more black and blue time fragments would uh, <laughs> really help me out there. Is, so, it, is there a there cap of how many you can hold? 150 still? of each one. Which is, is nice now because their cap used to be like 20 or something like that. Yeah, 40, I think. 40. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It was 40. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was a pain. <laughs> <laughs> I kept dropping stuff going, I don't need that, and I don't get it now. I have to wait for later. <laughs> oh, another pink one. Oh, boy. <laughs> More pink. Great. All right. Um, yeah, well, that's what I seem to get out of those hearts all the time. All the time. It's never the one I go to play the level for. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we do want to mention... Is it just me, or does anybody else, when the when the time fragments start dropping, do you, do you drop into a little Lucky Charms thing? Oh, pink hearts, yellow moons! <laughs> <laughs> blue diamonds! Green clovers, blue diamonds, and purple horseshoes, and now there's like a whole plethora of other <laughs> and ones. And red balloons! <laughs> Just, just keep adding them. Salted all of our Scottish viewers, <laughs> Irish viewers, <laughs> and our Scottish because you called them Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody from the Isles? <laughs> Sorry, you were saying we should mention. Oh, we should mention. This is off legacy. If we're done talking about legacy, are we done talking about legacy? Are we? Yay! No, no legacy. We're legacy. Legacy. We love you, game. We love you, legacy team. All right. Um, we should mention that uh, we did get. Uh, I'm only doing this because it's in this order. Quasi we did feedback. Get some quasi feedback from Robert. Yes. Uh, we did get your feedback, and uh, he kind of gave us an itinerary of places he are. He are. He will be. He are now where he's at. <laughs> he are. But <laughs> we will t- we'll tell you where he's going to be because you might uh, have a chance to visit with Robert when he has a table at some time. And this is Robert Collins, friend of the show and the local author. author. Yeah. Uh, regional author. Regional author. He's in Kansas City. Uh, he's going to be at the Topeka and Shawnee County Public Library on December sixth for their. Which we need to try to get by there and see him. Great never, writers, still we've never right here. He was at the uh, Kansas History Center one or uh, Kansas History Museum, and what am I looking for? What's the other the hist- history society? Uh, historical society. Historical, historical society. society. Thank you. Yeah. He was at the historical society one time, the and we didn't. One of us were able to get a chance to go see him. So. And he was at the library one other time. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't remember that. Yeah, what date is this? Uh, this is December sixth. 1 to 5 p.m. Um, it's the library's second annual literary fair. Oh, cool. So lots of great writers. He was probably Robert. the first annual literary <laughs> fair. <laughs> That's why I missed it. Uh, and then he's also going to have a table at TopCon next year. Well, we know for sure nothing else will be able to catch him. Yeah. Then. <laughs> and it's a whole year from now. It's a whole he's year looking into some other cons also, he says. So. If you're in the Topeka area, go see Robert at the library on December 6th. Hi, Robert. Thanks for writing in, Robert. Uh, we also should mention uh, another patron supporter. Yay. Yay. Sean, Thank you, you Eric. Eric. Okay, Eric. I, I was going to give it to Sean because oh. he's kind of a patron baby. Not baby. He's the, he's the, I'm the, patron he's baby. the father <laughs> of our patron support. 
Now, am I, am I the father or the baby? The baby is Both. Patreon. Yes. Am I itchy or lumpy? Well, you're a, you're a baby. <laughs> Quit acting like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Eric just pledged to our Patreon account. And thank you so much, Eric. Uh, and just a reminder to uh, the rest of you, if you have not uh, uh, contributed or pledged or uh, supported, you certainly can. You can go to our Patreon page, and um, it's probably time for us to repost some links to that. Um, but we are, are still very much in the, uh, in the need and, uh, and want uh, to solicit some funds from our uh, wonderful uh, group of listeners out there. And once again, thank you. Uh, both for the people who have uh, uh, contributed, and no, we have not forgotten about your your, your con- contributor gifts. Uh, it's just, I'm sorry, it's taking a little more time than I want to put this together. I'm trying to make it nice for you, so I'm working on it. Coming soon. Coming soon. I promise you, coming soon. Well, the, the, the way I look at it is the more patron subscribers we get, the more work you have to do. So I'm, I appreciate it. In fact, if you want to give Sean more work, please subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it right there. <laughs> if you would like to ensure that Sean doesn't graduate, please throw more money at the podcast because he has a choice now. He can... Study for finals or not? Are prizes on their way yet? Not Speaking yet. Which, which you're still uh, working I'm, on that. I'm still working on the those. Packaging those up, come up, those go out soon. Um, okay. I'm going to do them all at once, and I'm waiting for one address. Now that terrific, Brittany okay. is uh, relocated. Yeah, what was the deal with all you people relocating at the same time? <laughs> you know, Holly was at a new address. <laughs> Brittany's at a new address. Yeah, in a different state. <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely go the other end of the state or the other end of the country. country yeah. So I haven't forgotten about you guys. You will be getting your gifts. And I haven't forgotten about you supporters. You will be getting your your, your, your welcome packages eventually. And I haven't <laughs> forgotten about you supporters and listeners. You will continue to get the graces of my voice on your podcast every week. <laughs> so magnanimous. <laughs> <laughs> We're very lucky to have him. Yeah, yeah. See what happens when you build him up pre-show. I know. It's Yay. terrible. <laughs> it's such an ego. Keep more praise on me, please. <laughs> Moisturize me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I'm the Cassandra of the podcast. Glenn, you've always been I was going to throw my hand at you. <laughs> you are the face of the podcast, let's be honest. <laughs> What's up next? Uh, feedback. Feedback. Do you have a song? I don't have a song. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. <laughs> let's read some feedback. Oh, that's not. I changed the words. Jazz feet. Jazz feet. I thought I'd change that too. Why not? Pretty sure I get to sue now. Well, you send your lawyer over, and we'll talk about the non-copyright you have on the song. That and Happy Birthday are both mine. But was it done as a? Did you know that Happy Birthday is not? Sorry, I was wondering if you would remember that you talked about. As soon as you did, I talk about that on my. I I thought he did, didn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. After you're pretty sure he did. Uh, oh, first up in feedback. Wait, what are you doing? You're right, Holly. Holly writes two (laughs) hundred three. Pointing to something he missed. Let's just say it now. (laughs) He almost missed. I almost missed your feedback, Holly. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't expect. I'm, I'm I'm in a mode of everything comes Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> or after. Holly I'm, is one of I'm, our early submissions. Yes, I, I got to remember now. I got to look now that the season's over. Look at the whole week. Ah, I see. Yeah. 
gatekeeper the feedback. <laughs> Falling down gave on the him job. One job. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even come up with the open this I week. Didn't this week. <laughs> you, you had one job. <laughs> That's great. Who are the chefs? <laughs> There's another commercial for you to look yep. up on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Holly writes, Great googly moogly. Hey, guys. No, she didn't write that. <laughs> I have to say that my first introduction to Frobisher was through Big Finish, then the Prisoner of Time, Prisoners of Time comic book series. He certainly is quite the character. Hopefully later on, Frobisher will show up again in a Companion Chronicles at Audio Adventure. Here, here. Holy terror. The TARDIS is not wanting to work because both the Doctor and Frobisher are taking advantage of her. Say it ain't so. The Doctor telling Frobisher that he really isn't a penguin, but a whiffer drill, dill, and Frobisher defending himself had me chuckling. I love the banter between these two. Pepin was an interesting character, to say the least, and him him being saved by the temporal grace of the TARDIS was a nice little nod. Frobisher saying that he wasn't a god and changing his tune when he was about to be killed seems... To be par for the course and a lot of stories dealing with that sort of thing. The scene from <laughs> Ghostbusters comes to mind. Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. No, you gotta say it like <laughs> like uh uh no, Peter. Yeah, Peter said it. Sorry, no. I don't I don't do a good Bill Murray impression. No, it was it was it was our man. It was it was Winston. Oh it was Winston. Yeah, oh. it was Winston that said it, yeah. yeah. Ray. When someone asks you if you're a god, you say, yes! <laughs> all in all, a fun little romp. The little boy was quite, quite creepy, and at first I thought he could be a Cyberman due to his voice. The reveal of who the boy's father was and what actually happened between them was quite emotional. I have to say, the hard-boiled detective aspect of the Maltese Penguin was good. Frobisher telling the Doctor that in no uncertain terms that he was not going to go traveling with him, and the Doctor leaving a few minutes later, Frobisher is talking to himself, saying that if the Doctor does come back, he's going to tell him no, and then the knock comes on Frobisher's office, and the next word of out of, words out of his mouth are not no, but something along the lines of, just give me a couple minutes, I'll be ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> then the other shoe drops. It's not the Doctor, but Alicia needing help. And how Frobisher has no choice but to change into the Sixth Doctor. I have to say, after watching the series finale of Series 8 and listening to this, Alicia, at n- near the end of the episode, the actress who played her had the same... Had the, s- had the way she said some of her lines reminded me a little slightly of the Missy Master. The reveal at the end of the audio that Alicia was actually Frobisher's ex-wife... Francine in disguise was a twist that I didn't see coming. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone everyone's thoughts on these two stories. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. And congrats on the move. Yes. <laughs> I think it's been a while, but congrats anyway. Up next in feedback is Chrissy. Chrissy writes, do you want to build a penguin? Dear Vortex Boys, no, I'm not going to sing that line. Uh, Is everyone dealing with post-Series 8 withdrawals? Yes. 
One thing's for sure, after 12 weeks of deep discussion about characters and story and being emotionally wrung out, I was kind of looking forward to some fairly <laughs> fun and straightforward Big Finish stories. And then I listened to The Holy Terror. All complaints should be sent to Sean. <laughs> and rethought that sentiment, but I'll get there. And if you want to talk about serendipity, let's talk about the week leading up to you guys talking about a giant talking shape-shifting penguin is the same week the weather turns freezing cold. I'm not pointing fingers here, but I'm not not pointing them either. Another, Again, all complaints <laughs> should be sent to Sean at TravelingTheVortex.com. Another nice bit of serendipity. Next week's Big Finish adventure takes place at Christmas. Flip-flop. Yeah. 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 I should have saved it. <laughs> no. I thought we're going you into the Christmas season. You start celebrating and listening to Christmas. <laughs> Shut Sean, up. November 1st. <laughs> all the way. It's uh, January 6th. I'll give you January 6th. The twenty sixth. We, we just Chrissy. We just wanted January twenty sixth. No, oh, okay. December twenty sixth. No, January twenty sixth. We, we just wanted to make sure that you were. You got to count a bit. Well indoctrinated. The Catholics do. Why not? I'm not Catholic though. <laughs> yeah, but it gives me an excuse to celebrate Christmas longer. <laughs> like you need an excuse. I'll give you to the thirtieth. Really. Then you got to start to the next holiday. No, nah, it's no. just one of the holidays in the Christmas season. Yeah. It's one of those ones that falls Christmas officially season. ends New Year's Day. That's that's when the whole thing is is kaput. And you're both wrong. <laughs> we get Three Kings Day. Come on, that's part of the Christmas story. January sixth, Epiphany. No. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> Hey, Disney goes all the way to like January yeah, uh, 11th. And, and Their parks are decorated all the way into halfway into January. And they're so. wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ran a story like two weeks ago. Rachel, that they help started me out decorating here. already. Rachel, help me out here. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, where were we? <laughs> Humbugging. Um, just a note about the Frobisher comics. Our library had the World Shapers comic collection, and I read it a while ago. Even just going off my fuzzy memory of those comics, I loved Frobisher as a character. He's funny and offbeat and just a joy to read. I'm glad that Big Finish included him in a few of their audios, and I wish they'd bring him back for some more one-off stories. The Holy Terror. I hate to bring this up, but the little boy in this story reminded me so much of that half-vampire baby from Twilight. <laughs> that... Plus, the sheer creepiness and twisted premise of this story made me really not like it. It's too bad, because the farce of the death of the God Emperor and his son replacing him at the beginning was quite funny. Probably the reason they had Frobisher be the companion for the story was to probably help lighten the mood of it. Mm -hmm. The mental image of a talking penguin being worshipped as a god is pretty funny. <laughs> Basically, give me the funny parts with Frobisher being in charge, and let me ignore the creepy parts of the guy murdering his son over and over again. The Maltese Penguin. Did any of you read the Melody Malone short story, Angel's Kiss? This story reminded me so much of that. I really enjoyed this quite a bit, especially that they played around with Frobisher's shape-shifting abilities within the story. I mean, how can you not have him impersonate the Doctor at least once? Plus, it gives Colin Baker a good excuse to attempt an American accent. Which isn't that great, but that's not the point. <laughs> Honestly, if they could get a whole spin-off series of Frobisher doing his private investigating thing, I would totally be all for that. I feel like there could be more audio stories like this if they really wanted to do it. Well, I'm going to try and thaw out. I'll talk to you later, Chrissy. <laughs> Thank you, Chrissy. Thank, Thank you, Chrissy. Chrissy. Our last bit of feedback comes from Phil. 
And Phil writes, comment, question, question, comment. I'm a Dave! <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if Danny hadn't been listening intently to Clara's phone call, he would have seen the car and did one of those weird front flips over it for safety? Hot <laughs> <I> Doug Phil. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, he would have. It's all Claire's fault. Yeah. A thousand points uh, have been deposited into your account, Phil. All right. That's it for feedback. Right, let's move on to our reviews. What, now, are, we, here, what, what, are, we, what are we doing in which order? Let me, let me ask you that. Because, I think we should do them in release order. Okay. That, and I am perfectly fine with that because if... It's my opinion. Well, let me let me first state that if you go by the chronology, Maltese Penguin, based on how his timeline works out, technically takes place before, even though it's released after the Holy Terror. Um, however, I think if you just came to, uh, we're approaching it from a big finish. Perspective. If you well, and if you approach it like that, where you have no background on Frobisher or very little background on Frobisher, it really doesn't matter too much. No, it really. So, yeah, either way. I vote we discuss Holy Terror first. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. That's how I listened to him, was in that. No, I'm sorry. That's not how I listened that's to him. That's how I listened I, to him. I'm fine with either way. So if that's how you guys want to do it, let's I want to get the way. bad one out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tip my hat here. The TARDIS lands in a. I'm assuming this is supposed to be foreboding. It says forbidding castle. I don't think that's the right word. I don't think that word means what they think it means. In a time of religious upheaval, the old god has been overthrown, all and all heretics are to be slaughtered. Obviously, this isn't the sort of thing which would happen there every day, just every few years or so. Soon, after the Doctor and Frobisher are hailed as messengers from heaven, they become vital to opposing factions in the struggle for power. But will they be merely acolytes of the new order, or will they be made gods themselves? Evil is growing deep within the crypt, and the pair soon find out that they will be lucky to escape with their new immortality. Escape their new immortality with their lives. I'm going to give it a dun dun. <laughs> Can't give it that third dun because I didn't uh, like the last third of it. <laughs> okay, two yeah. Were interesting. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, it almost gets the dun dun yeah, dun, but no, it doesn't it get the dun dun. It was a solid dun, and it was a solid dun, but then it went. It just fizzled. I won't give it the horn, but I, it's just, yeah, I, mean, I can't. I can't give it the horn because Frobisher's still there. So. I, I can't give it the <laughs> and horn. Six is still there because yeah. the first half was so enjoyable, and then it went, went off the weird. deep end. Yeah. Weird and Pretty much once the child shows up, it kind of spirals out of control. That, it starts going Let me there. first say this is I will give them an A for effort because I think they tried something, especially this early in Big Finish's run, they tried something quite unique. That's true because this is what, number 14 yeah, of the main I mean, line? It's, it's way early on. And, uh, oh, I didn't put the number on that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's number 14. Number 14. So it's, it's very early on. They tried to get a little. Um, I don't want to. Even, I don't. Know, I wouldn't even call it high-minded, but what would be like maybe a step down from high-minded? It's a little bit surreal. It's a little bit kind yeah. of. Uh, an, an, it's an. It's an edgy approach to storytelling to to a story that does follow some trope in a way, but is still different enough that it really makes its own story. So I will give them the, the credit that they deserve for that. 
I think the problem is is that it, it begins to fizzle, especially after you do, did. And in my in my opinion, I thought there was more of it than you're saying half. I think two thirds of it was very fun and comical and kind of a spoof and kind of uh, and, you know making it, fun a satire. It was maybe Douglas even. Adams. Yeah, yeah, it really, it, it really was sort so, of was. Yeah. So and they very set up this Douglas really Adams cool to start with atmosphere and world that I enjoyed. Exploring and then it just kind of all falls apart. <clears throat> the idea of I, I I don't know that it falls apart, but it certainly takes a complete left turn. Yeah, yeah it, it yeah. just it kind of abandons what it was setting up to it an does. extent it does. because all these other people were well, created by what yeah, yeah, it, it abandons everything that it set up and what they set up was really cool and really interesting. Unfortunately, we went to some other place. But, but that, it, that uh, see, I don't think it was unfortunate because that turn. Really, kind you kind of made you do the aha, because it was a it, it, it was because going by that whole prison aspect and one man suffering for his crime, I thought was unique and cool. I just think that the dialogue and so, the story didn't play out well. That's the problem. Is it just it fizzles? It just kind of fizzles as a story, and it almost maybe this is what you're saying. Correct me if I'm wrong. It almost derelegates everything that came before. Yeah, it, it kind of does. unsignifies everything yeah. that came before. All of that didn't really matter because they don't really exist. Right, they're right. all figments of his imagine, imagination. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and is it okay? So the last few big finish we've done have kind of been variations on a theme, and I'm wondering if that variation on a theme started started here. here that's I, I thought the same thing. Knowing now that it's episode four, or was issue number fourteen, which is funny that we we. I think we sort of set up a lot of those stories that kind of followed the same idea or premise. Which, and we, and we, we set those up them. and we reviewed them and said, wow, how great, you know, how and original. We love this. And not knowing that, hey, we've already kind of formulated this idea or, well, or and, theme. And even the then, compared to releases, the ones we reviewed were still separated far enough. If you listen to them when they released, they wouldn't feel like repetitive. I should Being say repetitive, that, where, for me at least, it did. Yeah, and I should say that well because we listened to him so yeah. close, so, yeah. so recent. And it was, I I certainly will say though that of the ones that we gave favorable reviews that were kind of that same surreal, you know, prison setting, trappings in your mind type thing. The ones that we did give good reviews to, I think maybe they learned to do it better. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. That they learned from this one yeah. how to maybe make it a little better. So, um, landing there and. Just really setting up this whole idea of the what the pharaohs did, what the Romans did, where the king was God, and king and God were the yeah. same thing. And so after you seceded the throne, the other the former God was essentially just, you know, okay, you recant that God, and you're this is now your new God. Which to me is a jovial concept anyway. It's 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 so ridiculous that you would do that. And I understand why it was done in ancient times because our, our knowledge and information was so limited. Um, but to, to go into this situation and kind of play fun with that idea was neat. And well, to really they don't really the establish when this is set. Well, so you can, I don't even get it, the impression that it, it's set Earth-based anyway. So no, it could no, be anywhere. Elsewhere. Right. Yeah. So it could be early in their civilization had it been what was really happening. Yeah. Well, just the, the whole idea, the, the the conversation right off the bat. Who 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 do you worship? Well, of course, I worship the you know, the Almighty, Great and Powerful Pippin the Fourth. 
Unless that's the wrong answer. Oh, yeah, because he, he, he drowned in the bathtub and Pippin the... Oh, well, in that case... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you like to recant? Uh, yeah, well, I think I'll recant. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just thought that that whole thing was so fascinating, exploring this idea and this guy who doesn't want to be God and can't be God, and then Frobisher eventually taking over, and it's like, how are they going to get out of this whole situation? That, to me, was that the was nugget of the story. That was where it was mm-hmm. so cool. And, of course, the doctor's going... Well, this can't be this, and why? Why is all the why are all the books in the same handwriting? And this, it's and it was that like, stuff. okay, it's, well, it, now we've we've started to set up the, the little stuff. mystery that's going to explain what. Because surely this society can't have gone on in this format. I mean, for just too long for, for for too long, and it sounds like it's been going on for a very, very, very long time. It's like you can't support the population if you're immediately beheading ten of them or ten percent of them. <laughs> Just for you know, for, just for for heresy, because and, and especially the way these things go, <laughs> just oh, he, he drowned in the bathtub. Talk about a rotten emperor. <laughs> <laughs> he fell asleep in the tub and drowned. That's kind of on the list. You don't do that. So I was so excited by everything that they set up initially, and it was so much fun. And then when the mystery got to be explored a little deeper, and the cast of characters kind of. Because there's several they, tropes they in this. They start killing them off pretty quickly, too. Yeah. But I, there's several tropes, in the, and I, I kind of hate to harp on it, but another one is, I'm going to bring it up at the very least, is we've got that church element, that any time we kind of go into that religious trappings, it tends to really darken the mood and bog the story down. And this one went right in, and I was like, well, please please don't make it dark. Please, please keep the light, keep the fun, keep it. No. Which is... Right well, into the thing, and that wasn't necessarily the fault of it. It's just that's the trapping. That's, that's the trope. A, it is that a trapping, but it's not the typical there. church and hierarchy. It, it goes back to the yeah. the ancient times, the way yeah, of religion. No, 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 I agree. And, and I, so I I appreciated that aspect of it. They didn't have a lot of the um, kind of the, the modern religions, and by modern I mean even Christianity, Islam. They didn't yeah. have that. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, no, no. The, the, the different levels and hierarchies and things like just, that. Just, just the, the generic base the, of you know, there's a high priest and he's yeah, going to exactly, turn against you. Exactly. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, I, I mean, like that at least we're playing, attention to the Yeah, cliches. I mean, we're, we're playing with the trope and the cliche That's what of made it, it good. But, yeah. Because the fact that they played with those ideas and those trappings yeah. and 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 made almost made them farcical i mean that's what that's what yeah, that's what extent. i liked about this is the fact that they were pointing to this almost showing you how ridiculous this was this is and how ridiculous ridiculous it would have been in ancient times so and that was all fine and but again as as it went then we got to the sadist elements of it with uh, you know the, the the woman who who's kind of waiting to be tortured and by God, you better do it properly. And you know the the there were there were there were there were there were a lot of little moments as this went on that just made me very uncomfortable. And and not just in a oh the story's turned dark way, but in a wow you're really kind of borderline. <laughs> I mean, what 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 is the topic that we're talking about here? Are we talking about sadomasochism? Are we talking about abusive relationships? Are we talking about the oh no no it's patricide? Great! I mean, it just kind of <laughs> kept going and it kept getting darker and darker and darker, and I was like, mm. one of the one of the subjects I did appreciate in exploring later was the parental love stuff of how. 
Pippin or Pepin just wanted his mother to love him and for some reason she couldn't. That's an interesting idea to me because some people just can't love their children. And that, I thought that was kind of a neat thing to explore in an audio adventure. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think I, I wished it had been handled a little differently <clears throat> with that. And may, maybe the problem is... If it hadn't reached this conclusion of suddenly, oh, now I get it. And I wish I could love you, but I can't. Uh, now I'm going to die. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a very... Well, it was wrapped up too quickly. Uh, again, though, <laughs> it's not like they surprised you with that element, though. Because if you got wrapped up in the romanticism of that, then you miss the point of the whole story. Well, yeah, no. And it, so it, I love the idea the, that... The, 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 Scribe right. I love son. the idea, yeah. though, that well, and not even so much that, but I love the idea that they're they're really playing fast and loose with this whole idea of a religious society and how how mom is always, or, you know, one one uh, parent is always you know evil and one parent is always good, and you have that wicked stepmother, but really is your real mother uh, trope, and and the same thing with having a brother that is polar opposite of the other brother, and the one brother obviously is good, so he has to be the king, you know, and even others. though he goes along a tyrannical path, because that's that's kind of what's encouraged with this position. So, when they get to that point, it's almost like they're trying to tug at the heartstrings and trying to romanticize it, but it's still making fun of the idea that, it's like, it's like we're gonna, we're gonna, we got to that point in the story where somebody has to grow and change. Oh, but wait, we're still going to make fun of that idea, because that's not what this story's about at all. <laughs> yeah. That's not the subtext of this, this story. And and so far to the point where it was even cheapened a little bit because it wasn't necessarily – because she wasn't a real character. Right. It wasn't a, a real heartfelt emotion that she felt. It was, it was all being fed to her right. from but the it, But if it hadn't been cheapened, I would have been upset because they, then I would have felt like they were genuinely trying to create a subplot here. And then they were going to rip it away from me. And that would have actually made me mad. But not ripping it away by feeding into, as then you just said, what was being explored in this one man's mind because of the relationship with his child, that worked for me. Because it it really, that makes the end kind of play better because you've got that right smack dab, or it's not even in the middle, like late in the the game. But, Pretty late in the game. Yeah, but you but you have that element leading to that. So yeah. that's what's being manipulated by everything that's the trap in his trappings in his mind. So I, I liked that too. I didn't have a problem with the because I maybe because I went into it going, you know, this is this isn't the doctor and Frobisher interfering with society and changing things, although they I think they indirectly do. I think they're kind of what leads um, the scribe. What's his name? The uh, Eugene. Eugene, yeah. kind of down that path, is and it probably accelerated the process. It could have gone on longer, perhaps. Um, but I guess you could argue that the it, brother it, was going to do this at this point anyway. Yeah, so it, it was resets. Sort of, yeah. every so often exactly. this happens, no matter exactly. who's there. And the, the father had died diff- so easily and, and early on too. So. Yeah. and Pepin had, was going to advocate the throne. Had Frobisher and the Doctor not shown up. He would have at that point, yeah. and the events would have set forth, you know, sooner than later. So, yeah. I don't know. I just there, there was a lot of. It's another one of those that I think had some really interesting ideas. The idea that this guy's in prison, and that this is the, the the form the prison takes. I think that's a really interesting idea. Um, that he's kind of forced to, you know, just like Oedipus and the the guy with the ball. Uh, rolling up the hill and and that kind of stuff that you're doomed to repeat this over and over and over again, you know, taking that and and putting a sci-fi twist on it. Okay, that's kind of cool. Um, Isn't that Romulus and Remus's story? 
No. Was that Oedipus? No, Oedipus was the guy who uh, uh, married his mother. And yeah, his, his, yeah. Uh, it wasn't Oedipus. No, who's the guy? I said Oedipus I and the guy about. with the ball. Who's the guy with the ball? He had to roll the ball up a hill. I thought they were brothers and they both were living in torment, but I can't remember what the other story was. Well, they might was. be, but neither yeah. one of them had a ball. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, it was a boulder. He had to push it up yeah, the hill and then the it rolled down. The and then he had to push it up the hill. And it was a perpetual yeah. Uh, yeah. punishment, essentially. Well, the right. other one was... Uh, the other brother was tied to a rock and... and uh, the vultures or ravens came yeah. down and picked at his eyes or something. But I don't know what the... That that I may be crossing stories here because I don't know what the I don't think I don't think I don't think the guy been. with the boulder was Romulus or Remus. Okay, I thought I thought that was the brother's story, but the eye pecking might be. But somebody will tell us next week. Yeah, some, yeah. We don't look it up now. Somebody will. He's looking it up. I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying to see. So I mean, like I said, there were, there were some moments of that that I, I I did I did really like that I thought maybe we're going to redeem, you know, the dark elements of the story, but then the child showed up and. That's my only problem is the child was, A, the same voice of the guy that was doing Eugene. They just manipulated the voice. And so here's my other problem is you talked about the books that were being written, and they were written so distinctly, and, and it was basically the same thing happening over again. And the books were the exact right length. He had started a new book when a new, you know, basically this whole thing reset. So that was already telegraphed to me. I was like, okay, well, there's yeah. something mysterious about Eugene. He's obviously been the one writing all these books all right. the time. So I thought that immediately. So yeah. then when we're building the mystery of this child, whose child it is, my first thought was, well, it's going to be Eugene's kid. And that was way early on. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's what makes the rest of the story bad for me is because, number one, you were too obvious about what was well, whose who's it was and what kind of was going to happen. Now, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, formulate the idea that he was in a prison and that he had killed his kid, and that's why there's was uh, so that was still a surprise. But a lot of that felt spoiled to me early on, and so that's why the last third of the book, also or book audio, really kind of falls down for me as well. Because at that point, I'm just ready to find out what the conclusion is, not the mystery anymore. At that point, so. yeah, I I knew the kid was going to be his voice. It wasn't was no surprise. Yeah, and there were just uh, there were a lot of. I don't know things that, and I got tired of hearing. Are you my father? Are you my father? <laughs> I'm looking for my father. Are you my mummy? I would have been perfectly fine. Christmas isn't Christmas without my been, bread pudding. I would have been perfect. I would perfectly fine with a child playing that character or a woman who does a good child's voice because yeah. they do it a lot, a lot in audio, especially ones that have a really heavy theme. Instead of subjecting a child actor to that, which yeah. they can, but they sometimes we'll use a female who can emulate a child's a male child's voice, and it's it's a little less jarring on the person that might sure. be carrying you know, a little little less adult themed, or a little more can be a little more adult themed, which this I think sort of is. Um, the best parts of this are the Sixth Doctor and Frobisher. Yep, I absolutely love the fact that. They step in in the nick of time. Oh, the whole the whole idea of the high priest doing a card trick in order to, for to be the miracle, which is wonderful because that's set up by the brother who says, "What are you going to do this time?" Pull a rabbit you know, out of the head. What did you do last time? Pull a rabbit out of the head. Or, and, and, or what is it going to be this time? You're going to saw a woman in half. You know, I love the whole idea of you know the best sorcerers in ancient times were those with, with, that were the best at sleight of hand. That's really our illusions. That was the best. Part of it is it's, 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 that's poking fun at that whole idea, and that you know magic and mysticism has never existed. That that's simply they were the ones that were best at, at uh, being the amazing Randy. But the cool thing about that is that 
the, the doctor materializes there, and even <laughs> though it's still a scientific basis, gives more of the illusion yeah. of the fact that it's a miracle. And then to top that off, you've got a penguin, a talking bird walking out of the, the TARDIS who begins to speak, and then everybody's in awe because and he's well, the that's god. better than a card trick. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually becomes the god. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they think he's an angel, right? And 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 it's, and it's Pippin that assistant. actually it's Pippin that actually kind of puts forth the idea that well, you know, he should be the god because you know they're putting <laughs> flowers on the altar of the TARDIS. On the console. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I, I really like the bit where, oh, they made a statue of you. Yeah, but my nose isn't quite right. So he kills his nose. Oh, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll fix my nose. So it's, that was great. That, was, that spoke such volumes for the character of Frobisher that he would change his appearance oh, as opposed to let somebody he's, die. And he's such a such lovable, a great companion. lovable character, too. <clears throat> and the guy that voices Frobisher. Hadn't heard this before I started reading the comics, which, by the way, I read all the way up to this. And so I had all of this background with Frobisher. Is very nearly the voice that I heard in my head oh. as I was reading he the comics. Kind of- so I just, I was like, oh, this guy nailed it. This yeah. guy. Of course, now I listen to Maltese Penguin first, so not before I read the comics, but in line of the two audios. And by the time I got there, again, that, it wasn't Colin Baker's version that he was doing, which was was not very good. But the guy that was reading the, the whenever he was when it was for Richard, one, yeah, yeah, uh, was yeah, it was uh, that guy's voice, and I went, oh, this that's dead on. See, and I actually had started the Maltese Penguin, not really intending to start <laughs> the Maltese Penguin. Uh, it was just, uh, you know. It just kind of one of those you know how you just start playing around with something and then before you're wrong you realize you've listened to a half an hour of it or you know yeah. you've read thirty chapters of a book yep. you didn't mean to pick up. Yeah. It was kind of it was kind of one of those things. So I was oh yeah that's exactly what a, a private eye penguin would sound like you know mm-hmm. and then started reading the comics so I yeah. had it in my yeah. head from and this is this is it this yeah. is Frobisher this is who he is. So the actor. Was Brigham Elijah Dashwood the third? Yeah, I do. From remember. my favorite Big Finish. <laughs> I, I actually remembered um, reading that in that Big Finish um, companion that I have. He was he also in Zagreus. He was the recorder. Okay. He was also a police officer in Casino Royale. Oh, the movie? Yeah. Oh, be nice. Which which one? I don't know. That was the James, Which it's one? A, in the James Probably. Bond film Casino Royale. Probably the most recent one because the other one was done in the '60s, and I have a feeling, at least yeah. from his voice, this guy's probably in his '30s or '40s. So I don't. Robert Jesse. Uh, He's also in Red Dawn, which we have not listened to yet. Yeah. The other thing that um, I thought was um, fascinating was the Sixth Doctor in this because while it's not it's not a Sixth Doctor heavy at all. In fact, I think that the Sixth Doctor is is played to the background for most mm-hmm. of this story, and um, toned down. It's a lot. it's very in the nature of Colin Baker's Sixth Doctor that we've grown to love, and we're only fourteen stories in, and only a third of those, or maybe even a fourth of those, are Colin Baker by that time. Yeah. So he had already really kind of gotten back into that role very easily. It just tells you how easy it was for Colin to step back into that role, even you know fourteen in. Before that, I mean, you you really kind of expect somebody to hit their stride, which I, I, I attribute this to Davison. I, it wasn't until much later in his big finished run that I felt like Davison really kind of hit his stride and got back in the shoes of the Doctor. Colin got in much sooner, so by the time he's here, he's already strong. Yeah. For even having kind of a background character uh, position in this as well. So, um, 
so and, and the pairing of those two are, is so wonderful and I think that's one of the that's the magic that's ca- captured on the comic pages and I think it also helps that Colin wrote a Doctor and Frobisher story um, that we'll get to someday uh, called Age of Chaos and I think he really felt he knew the Frobisher character as well and so getting into this I think really helped that he even had some background on it himself yeah yeah uh, because the relationship is there. Um, when you read the comics, you really kind of get a feel for their relationship together and how wonderful of a pairing they are. I mean, it's 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 now become just nearly as close to uh, Evelyn and the, uh, the Doctor. <laughs> yeah, I almost just, like this pairing just as well. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's it, and and it's I think it's wonderful that the Sixth Doctor, outside of the television series, which he was so shorted on, has had the most expansive um, brand of. <laughs> Pairings and, and stories and unique uh, ideas and and almost maybe even kind of outside the box thinking as far as his doctor goes because he was the brash and garish and bright coat and so it makes sense for him to have these Doctor Who and the Pirate type stories mm-hmm. and you know just it, it, it he really seems to fit they fit him like a glove and putting him with a shape shifting Whifferdill who <laughs> likes to be a penguin is just perfect yeah, yeah. and almost gives. Brings him down a little bit as a character, tones the brashness down a little bit when you have a penguin. It certainly does. Companion. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think he grew as a doctor because of his yeah, pairings. I, I think agree. he grew as a doctor. I mean, obviously, you, you kind of have to semi wreck on this, but he grew as a doctor because of his pairings with Evelyn and Frobisher, and even I think Mel to a point you could attribute some of that to her, even yeah. though we haven't done a lot of uh, Sixth Doctor and Mel. I think even she kind of, I think he mellowed. Beyond Perry, and maybe it's because of the events that happened with Perry that might have might have changed him as, as well. As and a also, character. two personalities sometimes just clash and they fight, even no matter how much they love each other. Yeah, and that's just the Doctor and Perry, yeah. where Six and other companions don't do that. Well, even even Six and Perry in the in the comic stories and the audios that I've heard really even are are, are well. We I think we discussed how by the time Planet of uh, what was the first time of the. For, uh, a trial of Mysterious Planet. Mysterious. By the time Mysterious Planet comes down, their relationship has kind of leveled, and yeah. they, they seem to like each other a lot more. And Doctor, while he still kind of comes across with that front uh, you know, of that brash front with her, still kind of jokes with her, and is is almost that's that's now comedy that he does that to her, and she understands that and kind of laughs it off as yeah. well. It starts out kind of that way with with their exchange as they uh, find. The underground uh, tunnel. Well, I could tell even going back and watching Time Lash for this week's Friday Night Who, there were moments where they started off at the beginning of the episode a little, you know, as they've been intending to write them as antagonistic and and butting heads. But by the final episode, or the end, because there's only two, the uh, the end when he's going to go off and do his thing, and she jumps into the TARDIS, and he's like, I told you to stay here. And she's like, well, I'm coming with you anyway. And he gets very... Tetchy. He gets very, no, you're not. You're not going to do this. And he kind of, you can see that he's hurt her feelings by this. But you know the reason that he's doing yeah, this yeah. is to save her because he right. knows what he's up to. He's going to go throw himself in the path of this, you know, missile. And it's really touching to see that. And I think maybe that also plays into it that, that she kind of realizes the bluster is to, you know, for her quote unquote benefit. And, and, and it's, 
that he's really a nice guy. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. doesn't want to see her get hurt. But um, yeah, Holy Terror, I come down on the me side there at the end. It just I I had high hopes for it based on the first two thirds, and then it it really is a letdown there at the end. Well, interestingly enough, of the this is written by Robert Sherman, mm-hmm. who we've actually reviewed a lot of his big finish stories. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely put this at the bottom of the list, unfortunately. But he, uh, The Holy Terror, The Maltese Penguin, The Chimes of Midnight, Jubilee, which he then adapted into Dalek mm-hmm. for the uh, for the television series, and Scherzo. So he's kind of hit and miss there because we didn't like Scherzo. We didn't like Scherzo either, but well, no, I thought we. I thought no. we did. I thought we did. Maybe I didn't like Scarecrow so much. I, I remember I liking that was Scarecrow. That, that was the one where they were walking around, they couldn't see. And in the glass there, bubble. In the first and petri the, dish. And, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was the one we really, really liked. But then it, we felt like let down because of the what rest of after. the... Yeah. <laughs> everything. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was the start okay. of... That was the, oh, wow, this is so different and yeah. amazing. And how yeah. cool is this story? And we didn't know what was going on. And wow. And then everything else failed to live up to it. Yeah. I guess that's true. We have not yet listened to my own private Wolfgang. <laughs> I'm kind of curious now. But moving on to another Robert Sherman penned story. The Maltese Penguin. The Maltese Penguin. Frobisher is employed as a private eye to investigate Alicia Mulholland's fiancé, Arthur Greengrass. As a penguin detective would be somewhat conspicuous, he instead chooses to disguise himself as the Doctor. Dun-dun-dun! I love this one. This one was so... How do you get a dun-dun-dun out of that guy over there? Oh my gosh. Yeah, this one was <laughs> it so... It was very enjoyable. I... So tongue-in-cheek. Maybe... I think it was a little too tongue-in-cheek for me. I enjoyed it, but I felt the private eye cliche was a bit too strong. See... And I, I, a little bit of that goes a long way for me. I don't like it too heavy. And this was a bit too heavy. This is Everything why, else was enjoyable. This is, why, my only this is why it works. A, Frobisher was introduced as a private eye. And yeah. Very much I, in the Philip Marlowe, Mickey Spillane yeah. genre type of private eye. Mike Hammer. Or Mike Hammer. Uh, not Mike Hammer. Uh, Mickey Spillane's. Well, Mickey Spillane. There was another Hammer. There, what was the... Mickey Spillane's Mike Hammer. Mike Hammer. That's what it was. Okay, it was Mike Hammer. It was, it was very right. much in that same genre. Um, the using the uh, all the way down to the Maltese Falcon uh, ideals and just uh, really it's it's framed around that same oh, yeah. story. In fact, we've even got a, a character that I imagine looked and sounded like Peter Lorre from the movie. Um, Didn't they even reference him in the story? The guy yeah, who looked says, absolutely nothing like Peter yeah, Lorre. Sure. <laughs> although I had this vision of him as as looking like a lizard. But having the the Peter Lorre eyes, I mean, I think he certainly had just yeah. like, that's how I imagined it. Even though the the comment is not even looking like him, um, that was the beauty of it. Because Mel and I went and saw the Maltese Falcon uh, when they did the movies on the lawn down at the Capitol, and I'd never seen it before. So I just saw it like two years ago for the first time. And this story is the Maltese Falcon. I mean, all of you know, beat for beat. It's, it's not necessarily a direct ripoff because no, it does no. it does its own thing. But it's well, beat. Frobisher is no Humphrey uh, no. <laughs> Bogart. He's no Bogart. <laughs> but it, it is beat for beat where, you know, he takes the case and the hot dame comes in and then they try to kill him and then this happens and then there's the the 
the the frog guy who's kind of in charge of the whole thing, and you know this dun, 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 and they're searching for the item, and I mean <laughs> it's, something. It's it's very dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So to take that story and kind of put this different twist on it and insert because it, you know, okay, well, if we're going to do a hard boiled Frobisher story, let's let's do Bogarts, let's do the multi, yeah. you know, and so and oh, I think and you the, have to go there with the Maltese it. Falcon. We're Penguin. talking about there's so a, much that works with that. <laughs> we're talking about a person who is a species of Whifferdill that can transform into anything and he pref- his preference is a penguin, penguin because it's a- so automatically it can be a Mickey Spillane novel it can be the Maltese Falcon done tongue in cheek my friends call me Frobisher my enemies call me Mr. Frobisher and the junk mail department of the Galactic Reader's Digest call me Mrs. Off F.R. Rubbisher. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I love it. So well done. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you guys. It's yeah. just when it gets to my detective stories, I'm okay with the initial cliche start, but I like them to get away from the voiceover a little bit and do more. And it felt like it relied too heavily. I know that's part of the Maltese Falcon, and that's part of this genre. But I like it when this genre pushes its boundaries a little bit more than this did. Had it been a story in the main range proper, I might have had a little bit of trouble with that because then it would have been caricaturist like Unicorn and the Wasp. However, this being because a special, it, a special released, and short. because yeah. it was and it's shorter and being kind of a special for subscribers initially. Now you can download it um, whether you're a subscriber or not. But this being an initial treat for subscribers makes it kind of even softens that a little more for me. Which, and I think, as it, as the story got went on, I enjoyed it so much that I was able to look past a lot of that. My initial, oh, it's going to be really heavy in this, okay. And then I kind of embraced it and went along with the ride and really enjoyed it. I think it's one, too, that if, if, they, had, if, they, if they ever do another one, I don't think it will be as... It shouldn't be if, if, if there was ever they should a, a do a sequel. different type of detective Well, yeah, story. exactly. If there was ever a sequel to this where it was going to be a Frobisher detective-type story, if they ever decide to give Frobisher his own series and do just the detecting stuff that the Doctor's not even involved in, I don't think it would. I think you would still have, again, the, the trappings no, and the setup, but I don't think it would be as patterned on you know that formula as this one is. I, I think they'd mix it up a little bit I more. I hope so. As and I, again, I think it's just because they're doing Maltese Falcon that they kind of had to do. Yeah. As much as I like this story and enjoyed it, I I don't want to see or hear another detective story with Frobisher. And 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 I'm coming from this from a little bit of a bias, having some of the background, because number one, I really like Frobisher and the Sixth Doctor together. I would rather have more of their adventures together in time and space rather than having any sort of this backstory. I, I liked this because, A, Frobisher is a detective from the very beginning. In his first story, The Shapeshifter, he, that, that's his profession. He, yeah. We come in, right? he's in the middle of a job when we start this comic. And he ends up going with the doctor because, well, for financial reasons <laughs> initially. Um, but then ends well, up the staying doctor with was the doctor. Yeah, and staying with the doctor and, and moving on and doing something else. And I think that what the multi-falcon or multi-penguin does really well is explores the idea that after a companion leaves, what do they do? Their life isn't so much significant anymore because everything was grander in that adventure. And so I think this story does a nice job of teaching Frobisher that what he's doing, even though he's trying to do what he thinks he does best, 
better. He tries to do best. <laughs> but he tries to do best better. He still, at the end of this, gets back in the TARDIS with the Doctor and goes on for more adventures because he at the ultimate realizes, I'm not as good at this as I think, especially since his ex-wife shows him up <laughs> uh, again. And uh, so uh, going back on, I would actually like to see more adventures of he and, and the Doctor uh, together. Um, I love the I think this was the Doctor perfect showed up. For- Huh? I love the bits where the yeah, doctor oh, yeah, showed absolutely. up and he's like, well, are you I'm, sure you don't want to go? I'm, 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 I'm kind of lonely. Save the universe again. <laughs> and I like the fact that they gave Colin a chance to do more with this because anytime Frobisher had morphed into the doctor, it was Colin Baker was Colin doing the voice, mm-hmm. doing a, a passable American detective of the 1940s voice. Um, although the other actor, whoever you just said his name a little while ago, he does so much better. But Robert Jezik. Robert Jezik yeah. does so much better. Um, but it was passable. And I like the idea because I could visualize Frobisher as the Doctor a lot better hearing the Doctor's at least voice come out. Of it, <laughs> yeah. even, even though it's in a different dialect, which I think is wonderful because something that's established early on in the comics is even when Frobisher changes, he still has that Brooklyn accent. <laughs> he still has that very New York American accent that he does, no matter whose face it's coming out of. And so that worked in such in such a way in this that you could really visualize the fact that it was the Six Doctor's face, but it was still Frobisher in there. Yeah, and that, I, I kind of have to go one step further is that I, I, I don't want to Sideline Colin for the passable American accent, but the fact that it took that, me a few minutes to realize it was actually Colin. Doing the, the, the fact voice. that it was Colin doing Frobisher doing the Doctor, yes. yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. and that's, exactly. that's what yeah. made it really yeah. work. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea too of Frobisher being so comfortable in his Penguin look that he stays in his Penguin look even as he returns to. Being a private eye, because when we first are introduced to Provisher, and, I, and I'm trying not to go too much into the background here because we'll reveal he's he's not. He, he's it really his true form is. But just we kind warned of his, everybody we were going to yeah, mention the comics. Was this, this was so. his egghead look? You know, yeah. it wasn't until they went to Antarctica in one of the comics that, or where they thought was Antarctica, that he really kind of decides that he likes that penguin um, shape. Although he does later attribute it to the fact that his wife. Chose that shape a lot too. His ex-wife chose that shape yeah. a lot too. So Especially in that this was, story, yeah. yeah. And so that was another contributing factor. And I do like that the comics at one point, and I'll drop this little nugget of why we see Frobisher as a penguin most of the time, is because he suffers from an illness at some point. Well, at a point in the comics, that's called that he gets, and it's called uh, monomorph monomorphia monomorphia and. He's not able to shape shift oh. at certain times, which I think was a actually a cheat for the comics because if you've got a shape shifting species or a, a shape shifter, you could morph into anything. It's a comic book. It's, Draw him as something different. Well, here's the thing though: is it gets you out of a lot easily gets you out of a lot of situations. So if you create a element that makes you not able right. to do the that, it doesn't gone. it yeah. doesn't become an easy way out and. It's funny because in that first set of comics that, that, that we'll review, there are a lot of times where they pay, play fast and loose with that. One writer might use it frequently, and in fact, Robert Sherman uses it pretty gratuitously in this, in the fact that he sh- shifts back and forth between he and the Doctor. And some of them stick very adamant to the fact that, well, I'm not able to do that right now. I'm not able to get out of this situation. So they played very fast and loose with well, the idea that he had monomorphism. I don't but. remember which one it was. There's a wonderful scene where he, he is uh, shapeshifted into like a, uh, a Conan the Barbarian type 
because that's what the world that they've landed on is. I think and, that was Polly the Glot, I think. Well, Once Upon uh, a Time Lord. One, once Upon a Time Lord. Was that? Yeah, I believe so. It was early on. It, it was, was relatively early on. Anyway, so they, they've been captured and they're rounding up, and, and the doctor says, well, maybe you should do something. So he goes, and becomes like a giant sized Conan the Barbarian. And he's towering over all these guys going, ah, and he gets shot or something like in the leg and immediately falls over because it's like, you know, you, 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 it's, it's not the T 1000. You cannot necessarily morph into a brick wall and go, ha bullets will bounce off me. You're still right. flesh and blood. Yeah. You're just a different shape of flesh and blood. And I thought that was a really cool, well, you know, even back to, we've all read the shapeshifter when he, is in the dumpster hiding out as a hamburger, yeah. and somebody <laughs> and takes, takes a, a bite, bite out, out of him. him. <laughs> and you notice in the next frame when he's back to his what we presume is his original look, he's got a bandaid on, band on his face. On his face up here. So I thought, oh, that's yeah. I mean, you're going to <laughs> you're going to take your licks no matter what your shape is. Now there is one comic where he morphs into I think a big dinosaur looking thing just to scare people off, and it works. So <laughs> that was good as well. But, uh, again, it's just it's one of those handy. Things that that can get you out of a situation too easily. Well, and, so and then later in the, in, in the the prophet, uh, the prophet, he, he, he threatens to transform into something, and they they okay, we're not even going to mess with it. We're just going to go ahead and run away now. He's <laughs> right, gone. because I think at that point he had the the monomorphia, the monomorphia, yeah. and he couldn't. Well, he, he had it on and off. So he, he yeah. threatened that he could do it, and they all went ah. <laughs> Frobisher's a great character. I one hundred percent agree with you that I want more. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I would totally buy into. I don't think we need to just from the standpoint that we've got Jago and Lightfoot kind of already doing the detective thing, yes. yeah. you know. So I don't think Big Finish needs to go with that. If they did, I would be on board with it. But I'd much, much rather have Colin and Robert Jezik back as the Doctor and Frobisher doing a series of adventures. And I'm kind of surprised they haven't. I really don't know. I mean, maybe they didn't sell well. I don't know. But. I, I don't even know that it would be sales because I think back then they relied mostly on the subscription, which you bought, you paid a certain amount, and you were going to get a certain amount. Yeah. Of, so I don't, I can't see that one story would have dipped subscription sales um, because I, I mean, you could buy them individually, and maybe that particular disc didn't sell very well to the people that didn't have subscriptions. Um, I think ultimately what what it comes down to is they probably decide to explore more of the familiar uh, companions with people because they would be more familiar with Perry and Mel and you know yeah. yeah and so I think the Frobisher thing was something that was on the back of Big Finish's mind and thought you know we we, we should explore that we enjoyed when he was in you know Doctor Who magazine comics and we should go somewhere with that and it was more of a nod to the Frobisher character yeah. but realizing that you know maybe it is sales in not in the sense that that one didn't sell but in the sense that they knew they could get better sales had they brought some familiarity and, and filled some of the stories in that weren't televised by putting those together. Well, I, think, well, I, I bet probably Robert Sherman said I got this cool idea for let's do Frobisher and I had this because Holy Terror was the first thing he wrote right? so it could have been a matter of I've got this really cool idea let's do Frobisher and nobody else has come up with a good Frobisher story in the same vein that Moffat I think sometimes goes I have a good idea or, or his writers say we have a good idea for this I mean one of the examples would be the Ice Warriors which Moffat was ready not yeah. to bring back and yeah. then when he had a great idea for it said yeah, let's yeah do you know it. let's do yeah. that and so it probably in that same vein I would just think that if I mean if we're going to do because the, the, the sixth Doctor is obviously he's had Evelyn he's had adventures with Perry he's had adventures with Mel and he's had a couple of other 
newbies, hasn't he? Like, specific to Big Finish, other than Evelyn? Not that I'm aware of. We haven't got to them yet, but I thought maybe there was one in there. But maybe. Well, obviously Charlie at some point. Yeah, Charlie well, yeah. Re- rejoins the Doctor, but joins him for the first time. <laughs> I thought those were his only companions. Maybe, maybe. Charlie, Mel, Perry, and Frobisher. Maybe not, because I guess... Uh, Ange and Fritz are seventh doctor and eighth or eighth, eighth doctor, doctor, eighth doctor yeah. in the comp- but that's now, in the book. That's now, the- now in the books there might be other. In fact, um, I just started reading Mission Impractical, which is my next one in line, and Mission Impractical has the sixth doctor, Frobisher, and Sabron Blitz. Really? Oh, yeah, you guys would be surprised oh. by that. When are we putting that on the Wonderful schedule? trio. Well, that'll, that'll have to go in with another, when we do another Frobisher. Another Frobisher. We'll when we go back one. and do those comics, we'll have to do that as well, because it's it's another Salamon Frobisher Blitz. story. So. Sablon. That's it. Sablon. Glitz. Now, okay, so being that, not that, not that the funds are there, but let's spitball and assume, <laughs> with, with with technology today being what it is, that we could do a digital Frobisher. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we could get Jezik to voice it. Absolutely. Do we want to see him paired up in an episode with Capaldi? Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> because of any doctor that would be the oddest pairing, it would be, <laughs> be Capaldi. Capaldi. Yeah. yeah. Because, in fact, and uh, let me point out, because this makes me remember, uh, Frobisher has actually spent time with, a lot of time with the Sixth Doctor. He also encountered the Seventh Doctor and had an adventure uh, or two with him. And thank you, Simon, who was one of our listeners, who posted on our uh, as a comment, who reminded me uh, that he has also had a story with the Eighth Doctor, which Ooh. I had neglected to add on to. Oh, it wasn't the part of wasn't part of no, your timeline. No, where nobody knows your name is the story, and it was in Doctor Who Monthly three twenty nine, which the website is now reflects that. In fact, I was able to change it uh, Friday, I think. Um, was reunited with uh, the Eighth Incarnation of the Doctor as well. So there is that story. Uh, and it is, like I said, added to the uh, timeline for Frobisher. And it's a, uh, a story or another comic? It's another comic. It's it's another it comic. was in DWN Magazine. It was a comic in there. So, um, And I can safely say, based on the title, that it is the some of the idea in it is borrowed from the Cheers American television series. I so, would think that's I a would safe bet. <laughs> So thank you very much, Simon, for bringing that up and, and calling that to our attention so we could get that added to our timeline. Yes, definitely. And again, if you haven't seen it yet and are interested to know more, go to the website because Glenn's put together a very um, all-inclusive <laughs> Frobisher timeline. Best I could do. Um, which he's cobbled together from a couple of different websites and, uh, and, and bits of information that we've been able to track down. So, so there's your Frobisher companion Archive. I've just enjoyed Frobisher so much, and I'm actually a little bummed that now, even if we go back and review the the, the, the comics and whatnot, the, no more audio. There's no more audio because he was, uh, you know, he's so enjoyable to listen to, and this is the voice that will now be, <laughs> yeah, that will all be there, cemented in our brain. Yes, <laughs> with like real glue. Not that rubber cement stuff, but like, you know, the good, Elmer's. the good Elmer's wood glue, you know, the, I don't know. I just, I just wish there was more Frobisher. Yeah. But I loved, I loved everything about Maltese Penguin. I, I just, that's such a good story and it was fun to listen to and it was well told and the guy doing Peter Laurie was <laughs> great. Dead on. Was, In my opinion, dead on. 
Well, and I like that uh, Dog Blotter is also brought back. And, and, oh, that was... Uh, Dog Blotter is actually a... was the subject of Frobisher's first... where was the villain or bad guy of the first Frobisher comic series, which was neat that they brought that character back as well. That so I like that. Which actually helped me because he, while he's on the cover of the Big Finish story and you get a good look at what he looks like, and they stayed true to the comic book look, which I appreciated. I automatically, because I had read The Shapeshifter, just when I started reading this, already had my image in yeah. my head of what he looked like. And so the actor portraying him with the voice and the way that he acted and his mannerisms, I thought was also spot on. Um, not that I got that so much reading The Shapeshifter, but when he did it, I thought, you know, that is oh, probably what yeah. Dog Blotter probably would have sounded like. Here's, here's a fun note for you. Uh, Dog Bolter mentions Bolter. his art collection uh, contains an original Ridgeway, <laughs> which refers to the artist who originally drew Frobisher and right. Dog Bolter in right. Doctor Who magazine. Isn't that it's awesome? like, oh, that's that such awesome? a fun, such a fun little aside. You can tell Robert Sherman had a place in his heart for Frobisher. As yeah, well. and he. Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> I, I said at one time that he was fast becoming one of my favorite companions, and he's, he is now cemented in that. That fact. He's, he's so good. Um, I think that we can talk about the uh, Prisoners of Time comic because we have reviewed those mm-hmm. yeah. and our listeners are familiar with, uh, some of our listeners are familiar, familiar with Frobisher because of that. Is another one of those elements that going back and reading the comics, I think also the writers of that captured the spirit and essence of Frobisher as well. And I commend them for doing their research or at least having a lot of that base knowledge of Frobisher. And I had forgotten that in that sixth issue that a lot of what you need to know about Frobisher is set up by the sixth doctor talking to Perry because Perry at that point, where how I can kind of configure that story into the timeline, at that point, Perry had just rejoined the doctor. At that, at that, mm-hmm. and, and Frobisher and the Doctor had traveled together for a while, and so Perry was still very. Um, it, it, it fits well because as the surrogate for the reader who may not know anything about yeah. Frobisher, the questions she asks and the do- and the uh, responses that the Doctor give you give you enough of Frobisher's background to really familiarize you with the character. And I had forgotten they did such a good job of that in that, and I I, I praise them for for being able to do that as well. And then him being really kind of the sub-hero of the series as well, being the one that, which ironically enough, <laughs> did you realize, you know, in Shapeshifter, you guys will know this, that Frobisher appears to the Sixth Doctor for the first time as part of the console. He's morphed into yeah. part of the console. Yeah. Did you guys remember that the Tenth Doctor communicates or contacts Frobisher with an image of his face above the TARDIS console? Oh. <laughs> so it was a callback to that as well. Um, so and then you know him ha- being the one that releases all the companions in order to help battle Adam and the Master, very cool. <laughs> Somebody else liked Frobisher. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what what a great way of being able to do it. And uh, I agree with you, it, you. Putting Prisoners of Time where you've got it in the timeline just makes so much sense that Perry becomes the the info dump. You know, it makes sense for her timeline wise and it makes sense for new readers who don't know anything about it. I mean I didn't know anything about Frobisher coming in this other than I'd heard of Frobisher that there's this one one of his companions was a penguin who talked I was like, what <laughs> I had read a little bit up to that must point. be an audio thing yeah. <laughs> most of what I knew from Frobisher was from Curtis Wiki because I was so fascinated with this character 
And one of the great cosplays at uh, at Galley that first year was the, <laughs> the, the the Sixth Doctor and a penguin, and it was just like, yes, yeah, more of this. So yeah, I, I I very much look forward to going through more of the. I mean, I've been reading them, and I'm almost up to. Where am I up to? You said you had. I just finished, finished Prophets, Prophets of Doom. Of I haven't read the Gift or World Shapers yet. Um, so. In the Doctor's timeline, I'm almost up to travel timeline. <laughs> well, and keep in mind that I did I, when I put the televised stories in here. Everybody is clear that the Frobisher wasn't in any televised yeah. stories, but I felt that I needed those. Unlike in order Chameleon, to kind of, he wasn't just lost in right. the somewhere. <laughs> I needed to frame a lot of the story around those stories so you could place Frobisher's timeline within the established it, continuity that we more. know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's that's why. They're not highlighted highlight in green and for our benefit, but they're not highlighted. But I think I did mark that for reference uh, only in those as well. So, Because if you read the comics, you really have to establish the fact that Perry must have returned to New York at some point, And the Doctor traveled alone and then traveled with Frobisher for a while. And then Perry meets back up with them, which actually, nice job with the comics to kind of line those up and be able to make it work. Yeah. Because it really does. Something we didn't see on the series... If you just watch the series, you assume Perry was with the Sixth Doctor the whole time. But if you include the continuity within the comics as well, you have to accept the fact that Perry was, you know, she wanted to go back to New York for a while, so she stayed in New York for a little bit. In fact, there's another uh, time within the continuity of the comics that she goes back to New York in order to take in a, uh, was it a Dodgers game? Or was it a, because they would have been in L.A. at that time. So it would have been a, a Yankees game or a mm-hmm. Mets game or something. She's in yeah, New York she's watching in New York a baseball game. game. Yeah. Um, Which Frobisher, the whole time, <laughs> is commenting how he would rather be there with her than with her. he and the Doctor. Man. Now, is, is that a, from a, a comic standpoint, do we know, was Perry written out of the Doctor Who magazine comics due to licensing issue or something? Um, Did they not have the right to not. Nicola Bryant and that's why they came probably up with Frobisher, is just to I, give him somebody to pal around with? I, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm just presuming here. I can't imagine that, especially as inclusive as all of the actors have been from there, you know, from from just even now, I don't imagine that they would have gone to Nicola Bryant and Nicola Bryant would have said, "No, I'd prefer not to have my image in the comics." I don't see that happening yeah. at all. I mean, I, I don't think, think what she they would wanted either. to do, I think, was they wanted to explore some other companions for the Sixth Doctor. And in fact, when they started that writing the series for Frobisher, I think they kind of, in their minds, might have even presumed that this was post. Um, uh, Trial of the Time Lord. Yeah. That this well post uh, Perry's last story in Trial of the Time Lord. Mind Warp. <laughs> anyway, so I think they had presumed that they had kind of the idea that that would be the case, but at some point wanted to bring Perry back into the comics, and so by doing that, you just kind of have to automatically shift Frobisher's timeline back and presume that that because a lot of that is presumption. I don't think they really kind of make message the fact that, that Perry stopped traveling for the doctor with the doctor for a short amount of time and then rejoined him. But I think based on the timeline of events that happened and the fact that she does rejoin them later in the comics, I think that you have to presume that that's how that happened. Well, and you can, yeah. But I don't think it would have been anything. I, I could be wrong. I mean, if somebody knows this, let us know. But I can. I would presume that Nicola Bryant would not have said no, I don't want Because she, yeah, no, she I has had a love for Doctor Who for so long. I don't think it would have been her necessarily, but I just know that there were a lot of as with the whole Colin situation, there were a lot of things where they were getting paid for a season that they didn't do, and they, you know, there was a lot of contractual stuff behind the scenes with BBC that got wrapped up in that. And I just wondered maybe if that was part of it. It or, could be. It could or, you be. know, if, if there was a, a hard and fast reason for it, other than just the creative decision to let's 
hit no, the doctor with if, a penguin. If I were to guess, I think it's. I would think it was because there is some fudge room between Mel and and Perry as far as the the series goes. Right. Because we do know that the Sixth Doctor doesn't know anything about Perry. It's a future companion that ends up getting dropped in the middle of this. And I think yeah. that that the publishers of DWM probably decided that well, we need some adventures in between Perry and Mel. But then ultimately decided to bring Perry back because she was such a lovable character, and giving her more time in the comics as well. I think um, we you can probably narrow this down even a little bit further as well. That if she leaves after Revelation of the Daleks, and I picked up on this when we watched Time Heist, when they run into the time corridor, and one of the first things she says is, "Well, didn't the Daleks have one of those?" Yeah. So she's referencing that story. So you could very easily pit all of the Frobisher stuff between those two stories yeah. and that now that she's back and that she's kind of recalling recalling that from there. So. And, and I kind of even maybe after she leaves in Revelation, she probably, where t- trial picks back up, you probably could fit time lashed in there as well anyway because yeah. I yeah. Mean, we don't have Frobisher at that point either. So, yeah, you could probably situate that in there as well. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. I wonder how much of it was the artist didn't know if they could get her likeness well enough. I don't think comic book artists think that way because I've seen so many times where, <laughs> well, they don't, get it, I, right they don't get it right anyway and they don't really care. Yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm, I, I'll, I'll spill the beans on this. I'm reading a, because these were offered for free, I think Doctor Who Kanban, the Doctor Who Life and Kanban was the group that started this and then set it off, they created a mission to the unknown and do, uh, do, Dalek uh, Master Plan. Thank you, Dalek Master Plan comic, webcomic, that they allow, because they don't, they didn't technically have the rights, they never sold this comic, so you were able to download each of the stories for free. And I'm giving you all this background for just one point, and it seems pointless, but, <laughs> and then they collected them all in a hardback book that you could buy online but with the proceeds to it went to charity so that's how they got around all the licensing and the first doctor looks Muppets Most Wanted the first doctor looked watched that this week (laughs) that's the one I watched this week the first doctor's image is done very well but nobody else looks like anybody in the story so I I bring that up only to the fact that artists don't always care so much that they don't get that likeness so that could be Keith a factor and I won't rule it out, but I think that's probably unlikely as well. well there are I, times when you can fudge it. Or it could have been the authors didn't think they could capture the voice right. The writers of the scripts. Perhaps. Because perhaps. that comes first, obviously. I, I think we're I think we presuming too much based on other, other, other instances where those situations do play in. Um, but no, I think it just simply is they felt like Perry had done her run on the television show and they wanted to give the Doctor a, another companion who was who had, they probably felt was shorted uh, as far as seasons yeah. go as well because, I mean, we all know that everybody that was watching Doctor Who was pretty much fine with Colin Baker. It was the powers that be that didn't like him. And yeah. there were a lot of complaints. Don't get me wrong. There were people that were writing in saying they didn't like Colin as the Doctor. But there, I think there were more that were not as vocal saying, yeah, it's fine. He's, 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 he's yeah. a decent Doctor. And so I think the the staff or the, the the editors at DWM decided, you know, let's give him you know some broad range. But then eventually said, you know, no, let's bring Perry back. So I, I simply think it just had to do with what they were doing at the time and where they could go with it. And, and these then, comics were running concurrently with the show I being. I don't believe so. Off I could be or, wrong. I think a lot of these comics were produced or uh, 
magazines might have been produced in the wilderness years. I, I, I shouldn't speak to that because I don't know for certain. Okay. So I don't think m- they much were later. I don't think his comics were run. You know, I have, and I haven't watched it. I need to watch it. I have the strip for action. On, that was one of the main reasons I bought uh, the Twin Dilemma is because I thoroughly enjoy the um, strip for action uh, pieces that they do as extras on those. And I haven't watched that one yet, but I need to. Um, but that could maybe that'll answer a lot of those questions. Could. Maybe I'll watch it this week and well, bring it back to you know. next week. Let us know. Uh, a lot more Frobisher though that we can talk about, but we're not going to because we want to give maybe the listeners a chance to try to get out there and scour around and see if they can get some more under their belt. But we certainly will do another Frobisher archive, I presume. Down oh the yes, road yeah. Always, um, He's too enjoyable a character to leave archive. blowing in the yeah, wind. Yeah. So. And there's so there's a wealth of stuff out there right now. So, so should we move maybe, on to maybe, what we're maybe doing? Maybe there's a short story in the future. <laughs> oh, please, if I ask nicely, <laughs> you can ask nicely. <laughs> <laughs> would only it would only help the chances of that happening. I still have to write it. <laughs> can I please have your? Uh, 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 how does the uh, the Shaka Doctor fit into the? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I've got I've got the concept. I'm just not that good of a I'm not that good of a fiction writer. Well, maybe we I can, can write nonfiction pretty well. Maybe, I do maybe, that for a living. Maybe we I, can I, collaborate I sometime. Oh, okay. You come over right. and we'll we'll put a, we'll put a pot on and have a cuppa and okay. we'll, we'll, right. we'll work on this. Sounds good to me. We'll have some marmite sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I had a, yeah. an outline framed in well, my head I, at one time, but now it's been so long I can't remember what it was. I'll have to jog my memory. <laughs> Should we talk about what's coming up on the schedule? Well, coming up next on the schedule, uh, Friday Night Who this week is Paradise Towers. What? Yay! Yay. Finally! Glenn, Glenn is not excited. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's it, it, it. actually I am excited, and I'll tell you why. Now, we've we've talked about this before, but as I revisit the Seventh Doctor's era, I, era, I certainly enjoy it much better because I like the Seventh Doctor. Well, there the you story's go. still her. <laughs> but... but, but <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy he and Mel, and uh, that makes it worth the revisit. This is one, I'll be honest, I remember watching when it was on, well, whenever we got it, and I remember tuning out at some point, kind of going, <laughs> eh, I don't know what they're doing here, and I don't think I like it, and it's kind of just... The story's very claustrophobic, and Keith will know what I mean when you see it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, maybe I've grown beyond this show a little bit. <laughs> the Doctor's still cool, but eh, wasn't as good as the one last week. What was that one? Time of the Ronnie? Yeah, that one was good. Is this on, on? But I, again, I don't honestly know that I finished it. I don't know. I don't know that I did. So well, you'll know what it, it might be. Friday. It might be new yeah. to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostly new. <laughs> <laughs> somewhat new. Um, and the we will then review Paradise Towers and Big Finish Audio Number Forty Six Flip Flop, which is another Sylvester McCoy audio. And the, uh, you didn't update the schedule on the website, but. Um, we are doing a oh, that's right. mini forks. <laughs> don't, don't forget this because you've got some reading to do this week, uh, although yeah. it's quick reading. It's much quicker than Frobisher stuff you've been listening to. Much uh, less. Much less. Unfortunately. Reading. I didn't update yeah, that. For Keith, it's unfortunate. Um, well, let me jump in here because, ahead, again, we, we talked about this a little bit last week. but um, We mentioned it on the podcast. I had I formulated an idea on how to do a Quark's adversary archive and, um, unfortunately, was my mind was somewhere else when Sean... Ask us to sign off on the schedule, and I went flip flop. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that one. 
remembering that that's re- we, there is such a limited amount of corks to do, and I really think in order to do the corks, with good reason, not in order to reason. do the corks justice, I think we have to kind of do it with flip flop. Now here's the here's the crux of this whole thing is the corks are not per se in flip flop, but they have a there is a reason why I wanted to put the corks with flip flop because events that are happen in flip flop are as a, a result of or or I should say, are in action because of the corks. Corks. So I'll say that much about it without giving anything else away. However, this is the one that's going to be difficult for the listeners because a lot of these corks, in fact, all of the corks stuff beyond flip-flop and the televised stuff, which uh, I, I'll, I'll add, I will add another. Well, they, they also are a flashback in the war games, obviously. We that's see, right, yeah, we see in them games. in the war games um, at the very last and <laughs> tenth episode. Um but for those of you that, that want to know, you can go to the website and have this information. But the televised stuff with the quirks obviously are the dominators of the war games, but that's just a cameo, as we just mentioned. Um, the novel novelization, the dominators, which doesn't really count um, because we don't ever do both. We don't ever go, okay, here's the novelization. Someday down the road, I think we'll that do that. That might be fun. That might be fun to yeah. do that. Yeah, I think someday yeah. we, we should pair those up. Maybe do a Friday Night Who of, then, the, then, of the televised story and then review the, the novelization. Because a lot of times the novelizations, they kind of take their own liberties or they expand the story a bit. And I yeah. think that that would be interesting to look at. If nothing else, it Way might be down fun, the road if we're yeah. still doing this. Well, it might be a fun, uh, fun way of uh, maybe going back and kind of well, this is what we said about the story originally, and yeah. now that we're revisiting yeah. it, here's what... Well, and, and, and the novelization might give us yeah. a little better picture for us, because like, I have I heard... Know, ghost I've heard a lot of people that have watched the, the show and watched the stories and said, I didn't like that story, and then they'll check out the novelization and go, wow, this is what the, the televised story should have been. But, I mean, you have limitations in televised stories. And any excuse to read more stuff from <laughs> Ian Martyr. So, so. The, nom- the Yeah, and Ian Martyr did write that one. So the Dominators is in there as well. Now, the comics that we'll be reviewing are the difficult part, because those are ones that were collected in, a, in anthology comics back in the 1960s that were called uh, TV comic. And they are very hard to come by as far as a physical copy. Now, I will say, because they are out of print, I don't usually condone going to the Internet for things and downloading them pirated. But because they're out of print and they're not available, there are some groups, similar to the way Loose Cannons did the... Um, missing episodes for television show and doing the recons, this is kind of in the same vein. So um, if you get online, you can sometimes find these collected uh, TV comics um, that are out there. Um, But there's about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, well, six stories that are TV comic stories. And they are quick reads. They're basically, they almost look, you remember the old Sunday funnies when you had a, uh, a panel of comics and it was all pretty much one story on one page? Yeah. That's for the most part what they are, except for they might have been like two weeks of comics worth of, gotcha. of uh, and not near as long as anything in the DWN. Um, the panels are smaller, the stories are quicker and faster, faster paced. So if you can get a hold of those and want to play along or read along or, or join along in that, um, you can do so. Um, also included in that are uh, Death Race, which was a TV comic annual that came out, which is, you'll have to find that way as well. But also, if you get a hold of some of these old back copies of DWM, there was a story called The Fires Down Below, and it's in DWM no, uh, number 64, which is, I think, when it was back when it was Doctor Who Weekly, actually. And um, <laughs> it's called The Fires Down Below, and I misspoke last week by telling you that there were no other Dominators other than the Dominators with the Quarks. I'm afraid the Dominators are in that one, or a Dominator is in uh, that one. So um, 
Boo. But okay. Uh, and then... Uh, the Dominators are kind of the pack leads of Doctor Yes, Who. exactly. <laughs> and then there'll, there'll be another one that we referenced, and, and obviously Prisoners of Time also had Dominators in it as well, but we, we addressed that last week as well. So, and then obviously that'll lead us into flip-flops. So we're going to do a mini Adversary Archive next week, and just to humor me and to please uh, Keith, who the Quirks uh, is one of his favorite robots, uh, yeah. at least bad robots, bad guy robots. Um, so, so we'll, the, so we'll the actually be the reviewing. Comics, the quirks in the comics, Sean, are very different to the Dominators. And then a whole bunch of quirk stuff. Yes. And, and then, then flip flop. Yeah. So. Or maybe we could do the quirks, flip flop, and then Paradise Towers. Or we could do it that way. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, have to, I'll have to see where Paradise, Paradise Towers falls as far as in conjunction with flip flop. So. How far off the tree it, uh, yeah. <laughs> it fell. How far away from the tree. <laughs> Is Paradise a Mel story or is that an A it's story? A is it? Okay. And this is not Flip Flop is this for sure. yeah. this list I'll post on the internet is not or on our website is not so much a timeline, although I think it is. The, at least the comic stories are all in chronological order. It's really difficult to nail down the quarks, although it almost seemed very simplistic because they were only with the second Doctor and then those few times with yeah, uh, well, in Prisoner's Time when they were with. The second Doctor in that instance. No, they were the fifth or tenth Ten, Doctor, tenth and Martha. Doctor and Martha. So, so this is probably in chronological order, but this is more of a reference point for to go get the stuff. So, yes. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. Remind, <laughs> remind me so that I can I can update that, and you'll you'll have a you'll you'll do another like you did for Frobisher. You'll put that list right. on on the internet as well. Uh, and then the following week is Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, so Chicago Tartars will be in... Uh, oh, we forgot to talk all about Ally Who. Somebody announced for Ally Who? Or no, they've already had It was done. It had a great turnout. And uh, they're already planning Ally Who 3. Yeah, they they outgrown their... Great success. Yeah, huge I did, success. They, the out, they yeah, outgrew we, their venue already. Yeah. Which is for a second year is huge. So congrats to them. I completely forgot that we were going to do that. If any of our listeners went to Ally Who, please send us some uh, information or correspondence or feedback on uh, the event there. We'd love to hear from it. And if you're um, going to Chicago Tardis, that's, we would uh, love that was the one same thing. Yes. I was going to say, is anybody going to Chicago Tardis? Please, uh, Rachel was very kind enough to do it last year for us. Yep. She sent us um, a pretty concise uh, we, uh, audio of the weekend of events that her and her husband experienced in Chicago. So if there's anybody... Phil, if you're Dr. Phil, if you're going to be at uh, Chicago Tardis, I don't think Rachel's going back this year. She didn't I don't have the, so the money, but she's got Indianapolis coming up next year too. So, um, yeah, anybody that's going, please let us know and and uh, send we'd us love to hear your uh, your thoughts and your reviews and uh, your adventures. Um, if you if you send audio, just this if this sweetens the pot. If you send audio to us at the any of these events, these conventions, things like that, you automatically become. A traveling vortex correspondent. Yeah, you're, you're a, Chrissy is has the, holds that title. Michelle holds that title. Rachel holds that title right now. I think Phil has sent us something before. Yeah, he, yeah, he did he, one as well. Yeah. In fact, he might have been our first. Uh, holds that title, so you will actually be a correspondent of a traveling vortex. I'm sure others have too that I'm missing, but which comes with absolutely. No money. Well, don't tell them that. <laughs> we just won't say that. Because, and prestige you know, now, now they're like, oh, I don't get anything for it. All right. and, and, and no benefits. <laughs> but the title alone <laughs> is worth it. Traveling the Vortex Correspondent. I mean, put that on a business card. 
That's right. There you go. You can pay for it yourself, but you can put that on a business card, and it's 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 impressive. It's people valid. people yeah. people will look at that business card and go, "Oh wow, you're a correspondent <laughs> for traveling the vortex." That is a mouthful. That is a huge title. <laughs> if you were to put that on your desk placard, it would be like three feet long. That's a big title. So you know. What else are we doing Thanksgiving weekend? Uh, we're going to do uh, for Friday night who robots of death. Yay! Um, for no other reason than because I thought it was time for some Leela, and uh, I, I have a, a whole bag of hands ready to go that I can throw at Glenn. <laughs> Not to mention we've been on a robot kick. Lately. We have been on a yeah. robot kick lately. Um, and then we will be doing fun and games. Uh, and uh, we're, we're going to uh, uh, touch on the, the, the recently released uh, Titan Comics 12th Doctor premiere issue. Uh, with Capaldi, and then uh, we'll be discussing uh, uh, Doctor Who Risk and Doctor Who Yahtzee and some of the other... We did this before with Monopoly, and so we're going to be you know, covering some of these other games, and we'll see if Glenn's uh, poo-poo the about card them game. as well. We reviewed the Doctor Who card game. And the Doctor Who card game. And uh, hopefully, if we can uh, coordinate some schedules, we'll have some more uh, Tiny Rebel games in with that one. Folks over there with uh, the you know, brainchild behind Doctor Who Legacy. Yep. So. That Cross your fingers. finishes out November for us. So, and of course, the schedule goes on through the end of the year uh, on the website. I won't go through all of it now, but you have some more audios coming up uh, beyond that. If you would like to check that out, please do so. And as always, please support us on Patreon. Again, thank you to Eric. Eric, Eric. thank you. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me um, for uh, pledging this week. And if you'd like to do that, the link is on our website. Uh, yeah, all the more help. The more special, help the better. Keeps a, a, show a, a special thank you as well uh, going out to uh, Kirk, uh, our, yes. uh, our, our our buddy over at uh, Planet Comic Con, who kind of helped the cause. We were uh, right. we were we were trying to chug along to get some extra yeah. likes on Facebook, and he uh, he kind of threw the gauntlet down to the uh, Planet Comic Con group and, and and pushed us over the top. So if you're recently quite liking, a bit over the top. quite a bit over the top. If you're recently liking us on Facebook, thank you for that, yes, and thank you absolutely. Kirk for for facil- facilitating that. That's you a tough word. Facilitating. Facilitating. You can also um, support our program uh, by clicking on our Amazon store, going to Spreadshirt, which is our Spreadshirt, uh, well, on the website, go to our Spreadshirt store, and you can find us on various social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, where we got all those likes, and uh, Google+. Plus. <laughs> we have a it's small there. presence yeah, there. It's, it's, it's. We're also going to bolster our YouTube account in the next, uh, in the coming weeks. So uh, be sure to check out check us out there as well. And we have Tumblr, and we have uh, we the the, the book club the, on uh, Goodreads. Goodreads. Reading Apollo twenty three this week or this this month. month. I need to get my review posted. Which as soon as I get Mission Impractical done, I'm going to try to knock that one out before the end. of the I should week. probably it's have one of you show me how to post that review properly, since I didn't do it right last time. <laughs> Just okay. The technological Neanderthal at work. <laughs> yes. We'll take who didn't until tonight realize that he apparently had no email address at the website. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you expect of me? Yeah. I think that's it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. It's embarrassing. I'm all naked here.